Life is Strange Before the Storm Game Club. I am your host, John Lucero. I am joined by Jason Ariola. You said my name two times in the previous episode, and this is the third, so you have basically summoned, summoned like a lesser demon now at this point. So, hi guys, I'm back! <laughs> and, of course, Brittany Beschel. I will not miss this for the world. <laughs> She's kind of the reason we're doing it. Also, Okay, so... Uh, this is going to be episode two. Will be about life is strange before the storm. Episode two, brave new, brave new world. Not a brave new world, just brave new world. Um, Got a lot of favorite yeah. yeah, that's for you, Jason. Yeah, thanks. Um, this is the sequel episode to Life is Strange Before the Storm. Episode one, Awake. <laughs> um, and it has a bit of a cold open. It opens right. Actually, before we talk about that, Jason, I want to get your quick thoughts on the first episode. I talked to you a, a little bit about it off, off air, but uh, I just, just quick thoughts on the, on the very first episode of this. Okay. Because you weren't here for the first episode. Yeah, yeah. So um, I'll just run this down real quick. The I would say almost the first hour, maybe, maybe less than that. I don't know. The the barn section, I'm guessing. Is what you're yeah, I, yeah, I had a real problem with it, and I was like, oh, yeah, I'm get through this. I, dialogue wasn't doing it for me the uh um the talk back things uh really were back back talk jason please whatever <laughs> whatever that's how disinterested i was in this damn shit when i was doing it initially it was just like okay I, I, then just the you know graffiti on the rv you know, I don't know, I was just like, oh, yeah. no, oh yeah. no, oh no, I'm having these same problems with Chloe again. Oh no, oh no, oh no. And there's not going to be a paralyzed scene in here that, that's going to redeem her like there was in the first one. Oh no, what are, what are we going to do? And then, for whatever reason, I think it was just maybe showing her softer side that when she got to play the uh, the, the tabletop game, yes. it started winning me over, I think, because it wasn't Chloe just trying to be like, hey, I'm the, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm the hard-ass teenager who's just rebellious and screw all of you, I don't care. It kind of turned around from there. So, and from there, I, I it was a pretty breezy thing. After that, I got it kind of fell right back in the rhythm of the, uh, you know, of just regular life is strange and just was like not enveloped, but pretty enveloped. <laughs> okay, yeah, it's a. I pretty much had the same arc as you going through that episode. I really did not like the bar and stuff, but uh, yeah, I think they a lot. There's a lot of good character stuff towards the end of that with her and, and Rachel that I think make the first episode worth playing. And uh, yeah. so yeah, no. there was uh, there was one segment um, I wanted to bring up that you guys uh, didn't bring up in the podcast. Uh, it was when um, <clears throat> Rachel and uh, Chloe were up at the park or whatever, and mm -hmm. she saw the swing sitting there, and then she said something to the effect of. Uh, what was it? It was like, uh, you know, oh, innocence lost or whatever. Max would be really into this shit. And then it made me oh, think yes. back of uh, Max saying um, the whales looked like beach eight or beached angels. I was like, yeah, yeah, that's clearly going to nail Max right on the head there. <laughs> uh, oh, Chloe makes, Chloe makes a few jokes. I think, I think she makes one in this episode about that, too. Yeah, she, she, but, she uh, does kind of poke uh, yeah. fun at Max's expense and sort of hits the nail right on the head. Oh, yeah. You know, she's a photographer, so whatever art yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right all right so now we this uh episode two brave new world uh, picks up uh with a cold open in the principal's office uh and if you remember in the first episode uh rachel and chloe ditched school together and went off on a little little tr uh, day trip and started a massive fire in the woods uh so 
this this whole episode is kind of fo- uh, focusing on the ramifications of that whole experience, and this and uh, nobody knows that they started the fire, so that's pretty key because they would go to they'd probably go to jail yeah. or at least so because that's a serious arson. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, spe- you know. <laughs> especially as you see it in the background burning, it's like Ooh, yeah, that's a that's a yeah. looming large over the rest of this. Yeah, the fire is a big motif. It's kind of like a really in-your-face metaphor for the episode for a lot of stuff in the in the uh, episode. It's, it's always in the background. Yeah, life is dreams. Sometimes is not very subtle with his metaphors. Yes. <laughs> so it picks up in the in the principal's office with everyone's favorite principal, Principal Wells, and he is, uh, and Chloe and Rachel are in trouble for ditching, and their parents are there, and he is. Basically, mostly focusing on Chloe, which is to be expected. Mm-hmm. He doesn't like Chloe. And uh, Rachel is the uh, queen bee of the school. So, you know, that's how that's how it's going to go. It's uh, it's it's it also highlights more of the uh, adults are bad theme in uh, this this whole series. It also com- it comes into play a little after this, too. And, and we'll, t- we'll, talk about, we'll talk about that. But uh yeah, it's it's, a, it's one of the frustration I've had the entire time with the series is just like they can't they can't seem to write adult characters, and I I feel like I'm just gonna stop complaining about it at this point because it's not gonna it's not gonna change. I'm but, not uh, even sure it's that they can't write adult characters as much as they don't know how to write as teenagers dealing with adults. That's fair. Okay. But also, like one thing I wanted to mention real quick is, uh, or maybe just ask you guys for your opinion during this scene in the principal's office, I. One of the things that was just driving me absolutely crazy was the voice acting for Wells because it was pretty terrible. <laughs> um, and that's honestly the nicest way that I could put it. Um, uh, I'm going to go ahead and agree with you. Okay. Because I know that we mentioned in the last episode um, that there is a complete new set of voice actors for every character in this game. Right. And that was uh, because of the strike going on. Yes. yes, and not to say that Principal Wells was like a standout character in the last game, but he definitely wasn't bad to the point where I felt like I needed to mention it. But this time it just, yeah. it was ruining the scene. And then also just the little bit that was coming out of uh, of Rachel's parents, but that also continues later in the episode and we'll get to that. Yeah. Yeah, um, it, yeah Principal Wells definitely felt uh, pretty wooden and <clears throat> it sounds like somebody got a uh, word of the day calendar for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> yes, is uh, uh, and Rachel's parents also very wooden, or the dad at least. I don't think their mom actually talks in that scene. Um, right. she, yeah, she talked. She talked a little bit, and she was coming. It, it felt to me like she was she was maybe the strongest of the adults there. Which I mean, granted, that's sort of damning with any praise, but she did feel like she was really trying to kind of you know save Chloe. I guess in this instance. Oh, I, I said did I say Chloe's mom? I meant Rachel's mom. Oh yeah, yeah. okay, yeah, yeah. Rachel's I, mom. I, I don't think so. Yeah, so word. Yeah. I was actually going to praise, uh, this is the first, one of the first few, or the few scenes that I've actually liked Joyce as a, as a, as a mother character. I think mm-hmm. she, it's one of her stronger scenes, which is unfortunately, uh, doesn't, doesn't carry on th- through this, uh, section when they, when they move out of this principal's office. But yes, for he, for right now, she defends Chloe and, uh, she makes very solid arguments. She sees her daughter getting targeted for being, you know, t- for not, for a girl that has not contributing to the school financially as as well as some other students are mm-hmm. and is seen as a burden 
which is an awful thing to think of a student in your school. You know, no student is a burden. John, poor but, people are bad. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. So, so, <laughs> so yes, that, uh, I did, I actually did like Joyce in this scene. I was, uh, that after complaining about the adult stuff, it does, the scene actually does have one good version, good, some good stuff from, from her. Uh, anything to add on, on that, Brittany, about Joyce? Um, not really, honestly. It just kind of is continuing from the last episode where she's just really, really trying to get Chloe to take school seriously and everything. And she's trying her hardest to defend her. But, you know, Chloe's just going to do what she wants because that's just the way that she is. Yeah. She's yes. trying too hard to be that rebellious teenager, wasting potential, all that good stuff. Uh, so, oh, yes, that's it, Jason. Uh, I was just going to say, I, I sort of relate to that a little bit. My, my mom, <clears throat> maybe that's why I, I kind of latched on to Joyce a little bit more in this scene, just because my mom kind of did the same thing a lot for me. Um, well, yeah, my, younger, my parents, so. my dad, but my dad was like that for me. Yeah. So I, I, I had a few instances of, uh, being called into the principal's office and my mom oh. basically like, look, I understand. And I, I was like, it, it, it it felt a little i mean it you know it was definitely played up a little bit in this but it felt a little real for me because i was like oh man this brings back memories from like 20 something years ago <laughs> oh, all right yeah uh so this uh so, so during this uh, whole whole exchange rachel decides to take the blame for the whole thing she says it was all her idea she kind of go to chloe into doing it uh, i don't remember i actually don't remember if she uh said she tricked Chloe or anything. I don't quite remember the whole, the whole exchange. Well, but, uh, she did tell her that, uh, or she did claim that she actually kind of blackmailed Chloe into going with her saying that she practically forced her because knowing her and her reputation, she would be the one to get in trouble. And since Rachel has that completely squeaky clean reputation, she would get off scot-free. Yes. Yes. So, and which is, you know, holding true. So, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, uh, and, yeah. Rachel Amber, um, smart and also kind of a bitch. So you know, yeah, it's what it is. Well yeah. aware of what she is. So yeah, she's I a, mean, this is this is just kind of a callback to the you know the actual game where everybody's opinion of Rachel was kind of either oh she's a perfect angel or she's a manipulative bitch. You know, and I'm I'm starting to see both of those things mm -hmm. and kind of wondering in a way if when we have like, Oh, nice, happy feelings about Rachel, if we're actually being manipulated by her ourselves, or maybe it's just people have layers to them and, you know, maybe, maybe there's, they're both true. So I would, yeah. I would first, I would personally like, you know, that's turned out to be the case. And, yeah. you know, it's just, it's just, you know, there are many sides to a person. So Rachel's like an uh, onion. Yes. <laughs> or, or, or parfait. Uh, so I like that one better. I'd actually eat a parfait. So yeah, you know that came out really weird about when we're talking about a teenage girl. Goodbye. Okay, God. Oh boy. Back, 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 back. Jason. Bad, bad, bad. Oui. Jeez. I almost said All right, that. Welcome I'm to episode hosting. two of our game. Of our, uh, we're gonna we're gonna roll back. We're gonna start over. Uh, um, Hi. Welcome to the games junk. Oh wait, yeah. you're hosting this one. Sorry. Go ahead. So uh, Rachel, I as Chloe decided to go along with Rachel at first uh, and letting her take the blame. And then I don't know if you guys did the same thing. I did the same. Yeah. Uh, so, and as a punishment for that, Wells decides to take uh, Rachel out of the school play, which is that evening. So, uh, <clears throat> harsh man. And in response to that, 
I decided to change that as Chloe, and that's when you have your first back talk section of the of the of the episode. And I really don't like the back talk segments at all. I, I, they don't logically they don't make sense to me. Uh, and they're very simple. I mean, you basically have two choices uh, that will get you the same result. Yeah, it's a little too just simple. A, oh. Yeah, I I don't know. Is there a is there a way in this game where you don't do the school play? <laughs> is it just? Is, I feel like there probably isn't. Brittany, you've played this twice, correct? Um, yes, but both times I ended up being in the play because both times I ended up just coming to Rachel's defense and getting her to be in the play. Still, I didn't realize that if you didn't, that you were still going to end up in the play anyway. I'm I'm not saying that's true because I went I I went. I uh, took the blame with the back talk stuff afterwards because I didn't want her to speak to get taken out of the play for because uh, I figured Chloe and her character would not want that to happen. So okay, so did both of you guys uh, end up taking the blame for? Uh, uh, yeah, for eventually, yes, I did the back talk thing, and then you you were super super rude to Wells. Okay. Yeah. See, that's that's the weird thing about these backtalk sections. I guess this is exactly what you're talking about, where it's basically Chloe just berating someone into agreeing with her, which which that doesn't work. (laughs) Especially, especially I've tried. It doesn't work. Well, if you watch Silicon Valley, apparently there there are cases where it does work. But that's a whole different. That's a whole different but that scenario. Is, that is also fiction. <laughs> okay, um, this is also fiction. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and uh, interject here because I actually let uh, I actually let Rachel take the blame for this. Okay. And okay. it does not. It you the place still the play scene still happens. So okay, uh, that makes sense. She, we'll get, we'll get to it later once we get there. So okay, yeah, I'm, okay. I'm glad we actually diverged a little bit from each other okay. on this. So okay, I can see. I, now that I think about it, there's there total reasoning behind the play happening because oh, yeah, the play, even the says play like, has he, to happen. Yeah. It is too many yeah. scene. Yeah, he even says like, "I'm curious." Now I'm curious to what that scene plays out for you. But uh, I, you know, what, and I, <clears> I took some very like light notes for that section just assuming that it all happened the same not really thinking that chloe taking the blame for it would change it yeah. but i did just play that part this morning so i it's it's still pretty fresh in my memory so we're good yeah. on that he, so when we get to it he, we'll get to it yeah he acknowledged and he acknowledges that uh, victoria is the understudy and should be ready to take up take up a role at, at a last minute like this so and that's kind of the uh oh and as, as chloe as chloe takes blame she is expelled from blackwell um I'm assuming she's just suspended in your game, or yeah. Jason. Yeah, she's just suspended for the rest of the yeah, game, she, basically. Yeah, she was she was straight up expelled in mine, so that's a that's a that's a bit of a that's a bit of a difference. I can it it makes sense based on the the uh, the timeline for the game that she would be expelled, like mm-hmm. for the first game, because I believe she is expelled eventually, right? Yeah, it just said that she. I think they yeah. said that she was kicked out of school. Yeah, so because she's what nineteen in the first game. Yes. Okay. So yeah. This is, so that I so eventually she'll be expelled and but I guess yes now is possibly the time possibly not. So afterwards there is an ex- <clears throat> you uh, go outside the office and there's a awkward exchange with the parents between Joyce and um, the Ambers <laughs> because the Ambers have have I'm pretty sure are robots. I'm almost, <laughs> I am all, I there are, I have strong strong evidence uh, they do not later pass the, the Turing test yes yes they did not pass the Turing test uh, I have 
I have strong arguments for later on that they are robots, but uh, we'll have to we'll have to wait and find out. I guess. I don't. Uh, I don't think uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger was as robotic in uh, the Terminator movies. Yeah, yeah. So they're really not the most likable people in the world because they're probably robots. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I feel a little bit of ambivalence towards the uh, towards the mother, but you know. That's just because she really hasn't done anything to like offend as a character. I I so. think she is has less. She is a earlier gen robot. I think the dad actually has a little <laughs> more personality than her. So she's just like an earlier generation robot. Yeah, and, there's, there's uh, definitely some more hints of this uh, later on towards the towards the end of this episode that uh yes. you know we'll, we'll, we'll point out of like oh yeah you're a robot clearly I mean yeah no, no yeah about it yes so he's just robotics with the smaller bezels yes. <laughs> 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 and worse hair. <laughs> oh, okay. man. All right. Uh, so, since Chloe is expelled, maybe she, uh, when Chloe's expelled, she has to, uh, the janitor, school janitor Skip shows up and has, she is, he escorts her to it's go clean out her. security guard. Sorry, Sam Samuel is the janitor. You're right. He's the security <laughs> guard. Um, uh, now, remind me, did security in the original have a gun i uh david i don't think so i mean this guy had a gun what the hell do you uh, i went to a ghetto ass high school and none of the security guards had guns this this little like ritzy place they have a gun is it a gun or a stun gun i didn't Uh, it looks like a gun to me okay i don't Uh, i mean either way i don't really know if you should be tasing students but you know whatever Yeah, I mean, tasing teenagers. I mean, it's, it's that sounds like a good band name, but well, well I mean, they, they, Wells probably made it mandatory as long as Chloe was at the school because he because he, he hates Chloe. And Point when well she made. leaves, Point when, well when, yeah, when she when she leaves, there's no need for any. <laughs> to yeah, care. he decides to add insult to injury by hiring David, and then they get rid of you know armed security. Yeah, yeah. Well, he just really doesn't like her. The way David is, but uh, yeah. Oh, boy. His moment, his <laughs> moment of redemption, and that's the and that's the only bit he's got as far as the redeeming thing. But yeah, yeah, there are include this. There are like five more episodes till that happens. So if you yeah. if you include both series, so um, all right. So uh, does does is Chloe still clean out her locker, Jason? If she gets suspended, yeah, she gets, okay. Um, so you go to, you go to clean out the locker. There's uh, she's. She's got some shit in there you can look at. She's got a she's got a concert poster. It's like this was the best concert ever, and it's just, it's just called Metal. It just says it on the poster. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I was like, I just had it written down Metal the concert poster. Yeah. See what I so, what I loved is uh, when you um when you press the X to read it, it just says Metal. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. I was like, thanks. I was like, okay, that helped. Man, man, Metal must have been a dope ass concert. <laughs> Hopefully, they get the uh, band back together eventually. Yeah, it's uh, it's it was sad when they broke up. You know, before their time. They had so much, to, so much to give. Uh, as you're cleaning it out, you can you basically be like, oh, I actually like chemistry. Throw it away. I hated geometry. Throw it away. Mm-hmm. But uh, <laughs> also, like, that, are you allowed to just throw out your textbooks like that? I'm assuming uh, no. I'm assuming at a hoity-toity rich school like that, they probably use those books for about 15 years. Yeah, unless they bu- literally buy the books forever there like when they purchase books for school yeah. i mean maybe they maybe they do that maybe they nudge I, prescott a little bit for it hey we had this one student throw throw one of these books away so we need all new books now yeah yeah uh she the main goal is to get to her emergency joint in the uh back of the, the back of the locker 
and find out her friend what the fuck's his name justin justin, justin. Yeah. The, the the dude that has like a scene in the first year in the first game <laughs> a couple of scenes yeah. <laughs> yeah and and it's her uh it's her locker or not mate but like the person that next door neighbor i guess and she even comments that like you know it's like oh well that told or you know he didn't totally suck so that was nice or something to that effect you know yeah so he, he, he left a he left a borrowed your stash note <laughs> so yeah so joey was, so joey chloe was upset, upset about that and uh she's like all right all right skip uh, i gotta go to the bathroom and then we can then we can peace out and she goes to the bathroom we get a late title card as chloe just tags the entire bathroom with a permanent marker and the most elaborate the most elaborate shit uh, for the whole thing, she, she does it. Uh, must be must be a reasonable about a reasonable amount of time because there's no <laughs> there's no question afterwards. Like she has a a bird that stretches across the entire floor. Yeah, uh, yeah. And uh, also, I noted here, and this kind of carries through the whole thing. It's I like the soundtrack of this episode more than the first episode. Yeah, I agree. Per- yeah, I agree. yeah. Just personal taste in that in that regard. But uh, I, fe- I felt like all the song choices were stronger uh, this time around. And, you know, and I did like um, the little like I don't know maybe maybe it's silly but just like the little like they show the corner where Max sees her get shot you know it's just kind of like a like a little yeah like yeah just still shot of that for half a second and they kind of linger on Chloe and it's it's just a moment that I guess if you're not familiar with it it's not going to really mean anything but if you're familiar with the the original one it's going to be like oh okay that was intentional yeah, and like it's in two years, that's where Chloe gets shot. So, yeah, it's uh, it they do some good foreshadowing in the in this whole uh, prequel series. Mm-hmm. Without it, it generally doesn't feel forced. So, um, and after after tagging that, Victoria also walks in at the at, afterwards and sees everything, just or a gag, I guess. Because it uh, nothing, nothing comes of that, but uh, yeah, you figure she'd go and say something or whatever, but instead she yeah. just kind of sits there like mouth agape and like, oh, my. I mean, yeah. you practically expect her to like, you know, like break out a southern accent. Oh, I do declare, I've got the vape. Somebody vandalized yeah. the bathroom. <laughs> also, Victoria just seems significantly like dumber in the well, prequel. I, yeah, I see. I was gonna comment about the uh, all the main. Most of the mainish characters from the first series are all like what sophomores at this point in time. Mm-hmm. So I, I kind of like seeing their like dumb white ad sophomore versions of each character yeah. before that before they're like in charge of the school, air quotes as seniors, you know. So like I I kind of enjoyed that that little aspect that they don't that they do feel a little a little less confident in themselves than they than they do later on. Mm-hmm. So I I thought that's a nice touch personally. And uh, so we get to the parking lot here. And uh, also another small like you you get text constantly in the in these games. There are some for some char- character building and stuff. You didn't get a lot of text in the first. I mean, I know you got a fair amount, but it seems like it's much more prevalent in this one. Am I am I like imagining uh, it, that? It feels very similar to me. Okay, I don't I feel like it's about the same amount. I just like you get like a fire alert text too. I kind of like that little detail that they that they bothered doing that. Mm-hmm. But uh, like you get a few of those, which giving you updates on the fire as it goes along. Uh, throughout the episode, I'm sure that's going to have some payoff towards the end because it seems pretty like a throwaway detail here. So I'm sure in the third episode, it's probably going to have some sort of payoff. Yeah. 
there's also another little detail. If you come ac- you can come across a pamphlet that's offer- about the school will be offering new art classes uh, in the upcoming semester, which is foreshadowing for Max Max coming back to the school to take the uh, photography class, and also for the uh, photography teacher whose name now escapes me. <laughs> um, <laughs> Mr. Jefferson. Mr. Jefferson. Yes. No, I was gonna say Jefferson, yeah. but I was just like, yeah. that can't be right, right? But yes. yeah. Yes, him arriving and uh, all the, all the sh- basically just set up for the entire first game in a little pamphlet. Yeah, yeah, you know, and I, I will say this, uh, you know, having edited the the last episode, um, I felt kind of like Max on that episode, where I kept getting brought up without actually being there. <laughs> I was like, yeah, this is interesting. It's like foreshadowing for episode two. Jason's back. Yeah, yeah, now one of us is gonna get shot. Anyway, oh, moving no. on to the next. Uh, <laughs> moving on, uh, <laughs> you can uh, you come across Elliot, who contains I my note underneath Elliot. Elliot is Chloe's friend and guy who's obviously in, into her. Like, as, like it's it's incredibly obvious. I don't. Mm. <laughs> and I, under him, I just said, still don't know why he's around. Is my note for for Elliot? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I I'm really hoping that there isn't some. I don't want to say like you know use the word again, but payoff for him where it's an obvious payoff because he wasn't in this in the first one, right? No, no, he's a completely. I don't think. Well, Brittany is the one to ask here, but I don't believe he's. In he's the first not. He's a new character. I'm just assuming that he might actually be a senior in this, or maybe a little bit older. So by the time that the the first game started, he just wasn't in the school or in the area anymore. There is, um, I don't know how much like digging in the notebooks you guys did. I did a, I did a bit, not, not a huge amount. I didn't read every single entry, but, uh, one of the entries does mention that, uh, her and Elliot actually did hook up at one point. Yeah. Yeah. I did. I did read that. So I'm thinking so. that my, it might just be that, you know, lost puppy dog thing of like, you know, like, oh, well, this happened once, so clearly it's going to happen again, right? Right, right. And Chloe's just like, yeah, I was bored or just needed some comfort or something like that. And now he just won't leave me alone. And I mean, so she's clear. I mean, you know, she she makes it clear to, you know, the Max she's writing to that, um, you know, she's well aware that he's interested and she's not. Yeah. And he asks if they're still going to go to the Tempest thing. Or there, and he wants to get tickets that day, and he's like, "She's like, yeah, sure, whatever." Basically, <laughs> that's what I said. <laughs> uh, Brittany, what did you say there? Yeah, do you remember? Um, oh, the, the part where he was asking if you still want to hang afterwards. I said no. Yeah. See, I I, I did the Rachel one that you're gonna go hang out with her, basically, and he said, "Oh yeah, I I get that," you know, because like he basically right. said that, you know, um, Rachel Rachel could use some comfort or whatever right now. He's like, "Oh yeah, I, I get that." Yeah, and I, I said, uh, yeah, I don't really like making plans, so we'll see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm like the so wind, baby. Me, so, so we also just got to fuck off in, in very different ways. Yeah, yeah so, true. Mine, yeah. mine was basically just like, oh, I'm going to hang out with Rachel afterwards, just kind of like post-show celebrations or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, so now we move on to the, the the major the major scene in this section of the game, which is uh, you get you get to uh, the car with, and David and Joyce are already talking there, and David is upset at the <laughs> he's very upset that Chloe got kicked out in ours. I'm sure he's just as upset that she got suspended. But who? Uh, yeah. but like who is he? I'm yeah. sorry. I understand yeah. that David had like his redemption arc in the original game 
I would say moment. That was barely an arc. Yeah, that's uh, that's that's two years in the making still. Like we aren't even close to that yet. So I I just feel like the way that he is in this game is making it to the point where I can't even take him doing what he did in the original game seriously because he really is just such an asshole. Just the stuff that he says to Chloe and thinks it's okay, or the stuff he says about women in general, it just pissed me off every single time he opened his stupid mustache mouth. Oh my god. Yeah. No, I, I think yeah. what happens is what they're doing here is they're really like laying heavy on how he is now. And he's definitely softened up a little bit by the time um Life is Strange actually happens. So I think it's sort of just this like showing the like complete just asshole he is and while he's still an asshole in the in the original series i i think that's definitely lessened so i think maybe it's supposed to show a little bit of how he's softened so maybe it makes that redemption moment seem a little less unrealistic as it kind of did i mean like i said i think we joked about uh how you know i i like the idea of just this like these constant like bodies of david just piling up in some sort of like weird ether uh, realm or whatever of after he gets killed like 45 times trying to save max or whatever you know <laughs> I, I just I don't know. It just David's got this weird arc, and oh, I think this is the, maybe the God, way of painting it off. I don't know. <laughs> Instead of just a complete like you know drop off of a cliff from asshole to decent dude, it it seems like complete utter asshole to kind of an asshole to okay, he's a decent dude deep down. Yeah, and this also highlights uh, after pra- praising Joyce in a, in the previous scene, she just kind of lets David say whatever he wants to chloe mm-hmm. and it's uncomfortable yeah it is watching this, this mother let this let her boyfriend not even not even the stepdad at this point yeah hell yeah. they're not even engaged at this point no they keep they're just talking like, this, this is where he david mentions that it's a good it, they've they've talked and they decided it's a good idea if he moved in and uh so and he also asked chloe to empty your pockets to see if uh, uh, she's got any drugs on her because drugs are bad. Yeah. And I I complied, actually. I and Because uh, I, I, I was like, obviously Chloe's not going to put anything out there that she's going to get in trouble for and it's going to make her look better So because <laughs> she's Chloe's not an idiot. But, uh, <laughs> uh, Brittany, uh, yeah. did, you, did, you, did you empty out the pockets or no? Of course not. The only thing I took out of my pockets was that middle finger. Oh, oh he still, nice. she still does. Like she still was... does that if you do if you have your pockets. So because oh, <laughs> okay. she, she's like, look, read and weep, bitch, and then flips them off. Basically, it's like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, and definitely going with uh, David's uh, thing, like you know, I, I guess jumping ahead a little bit here. You know, she pulls out everything. Did you guys take the picture of the cat down too? Uh, no, I don't think I did. Okay. Yeah. I took the picture of the cat down, but like, you know, she pulls out the, uh, her little oh bongo. Yeah. Yeah. She pulls out her little weed stash and throws it on there. And David grabs it and they're like, yes, definitely marijuana. I'm like, what the shit was that? Really? <laughs> like, dude, you were whiter than white. Come on, man. I don't even say it like that. I'm Hispanic and I live in a predominantly <laughs> Spanish, you know, as a second language speaking state. And I just say marijuana. <laughs> Come on, dude. Marijuana. <laughs> Smokes the pot. Oh, <laughs> and, uh, what a he's a piece of work. <laughs> yeah, and uh, my I, Chloe for mine. She started talking to Joyce, and I think she said for mine she feels less important to her than than David does. Mm-hmm. 
So, you know, taking shots and she, that's a fair shot in my opinion. <laughs> at this yeah. Point. I mean, she basically said that she never thought that her mom was going to choose David over her. And her mom yeah. was like, I'm not choosing anybody over anybody else, but she kind of is. So it's, it's yeah. a really and, hard and, scene to actually and, defend her. And it's still a daughter trying to deal with the fact that her mom is dating someone else after, after her dad died. Yeah. Clearly. So, and as Chloe decides to watch, she just walks away and go, and uh, David refer, says, let her go, she, walk off her tantrum. And the fact that they referred to it as a tantrum really bothered me. You know, as this whole, she's like, well, she's a senior, right? Junior, senior, senior, junior, junior. Chloe, I think she's probably, yeah, probably a junior, I would yeah. guess. Yeah. Yeah. She's trying to deal with her with her dad getting replaced in her eyes and you calling it a tantrum is not, is just a, you don't not understanding the situation. Yeah. So as yeah, a, yeah l- l- I, I think the oh. line that I, sorry, the line that I actually hated that he said the most in that scene was the thing about like, you know, just basically deal with it and you'll see what a stable home could be like. It's like, yeah, dude, yeah. what? Yeah. You have no idea what things were like. Everything was perfect in her house before her dad died. That's just kind of like, very disrespectful to her father and his memory and the fact that Joyce didn't think anything of that also made me mad. Yeah. Um, boy, I just forgot what I was going to say. Never mind. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. No, you're fine, Brittany. Don't worry about it. It, it. it clearly could have been too important. So. All right. So Chloe storms off to the, uh, to the junkyard where she talked, I, I believe on the parking lot, you got a text from Rachel saying you'll meet in the junkyard. Mm-hmm. Um, so she goes there. And uh, she's, it's a, she says she says herself is the only place the only place she she feels like comfortable at this point in time is this junkyard she just went to for the first time yet the day before. But, <laughs> <laughs> it smells like home. Yeah, but she comes across her truck, which is something I did not see coming. You know, there's a really weird. It's another one of those really weird things where they tie this. This junkyard has a lot more meaning than you think it does, and it's where she finds her truck as she drives in the first game third and it's got a Anne bonnie license plate which is she's a famous pirate so that was a nice touch i thought instead of a twin peaks license plate which it gets eventually but uh probably when she actually registers the vehicle yeah yeah <laughs> or steal the license plate from somebody and puts yeah. it on there ah true that seems yeah. likely it is chloe yes and uh it also ties into the fact that it chloe's really good with cars which came up in the first episode uh, which I don't think ever came up in the in the original series, but she's yeah. very good with cars, and uh, so and the, and another callback to the first game by having to search the junkyard for stuff. To use. <laughs> it started doing that. I was like, oh no 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 no! Come on, guys, you don't need to make this mistake too in the middle of the damn series. No 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 no. <laughs> oh, so yeah, you got to go look for. Uh, you got you got to first. You have to go find a battery for the truck. And as I was doing that, I found I noticed a bunch of st- I looked at a bunch of stuff on the way there, and you know that. And when you get back, and you put the battery in after you get it out of a drug dealer's like repossessed car or truck in the middle of the thing, and I thought maybe you can just figure out a way to get rid of that the boot on the car, and you just take that really nice tr- new truck. But you know maybe maybe that'd be out of, in poor taste. But it's like <laughs> <in> a door. <laughs> yeah. But uh, <laughs> and, so. <clears throat> You get back, put the battery, and then you got to go searching for stuff again, <laughs> which is all the stuff it turned out that I looked at already. I'm like, oh my god, I mm. for the in for the inside of the truck. 
See, and... I got lucky and I went in the direction where the truck battery was first. And then I was like, surely they're not going to make me walk down the same way. So I turned around and so I basically kind of did this all in one shot without having to backtrack, which made it seem less egregious. But yeah, if you went if you went the opposite direction, it's just like, oh, come on, seriously? It's it's definitely an adventure game trope of like, you don't need this yet, so you're not going to pick it up, but you can certainly comment on it. Yeah. And also before this, I'd explored the junkyard a little bit more and uh, climbed up on the boat and you know took a had, had a, you see look at the you see the fire in the in the in the distance still going and a, a, a classic life is strange sit down and contemplate things while a song plays in the background until you until you get off whatever you're sitting on did so, you actually get on the boat yes you can climb you can you put up a pallet and you can climb onto the boat oh okay see i yeah. i had or i had a chloe try to climb up uh, the boat and she couldn't make it and she just said damn cigarettes that's what, oh. she, that's what she that's what she says first and then you pick up the pallet and you can get on afterwards oh see because so. i i didn't bother going with the pallet i was just like oh, okay cool. maybe she just can't get up there so that's a scene i missed yeah it's just it's just her sitting on there looking at the fire and thinking about stuff and the song plays <laughs> so you know it's a is good strange. song though <laughs> it is it is a good song it was good it's a good like it's a it's a nice scene it's just you know they they love they love they love doing that but uh after you so you spruce up the truck a bit you put a welcome mat over a hole in the ground which won't really if you put your feet on that it's probably gonna go still go through the hole probably right wait wait, wait. Like a welcome mat yeah yeah mat. there's there's two of the parts that you can get for the car um you have two options so for the light bulb you can either get it from that the, okay. the tank or from the robot and then there is the little the like light. golf yeah, either the golfing green or uh, the welcome that you could put down to cover um, the hole. There's a third choice then, I guess, for the uh, for the light bulb because I got it from a Christmas Christmas lights. Oh, oh okay. okay. Oh, wow, v- variety. You know, the choice matters. Ooh, yeah, that'll the pay truck off. Will, the, the truck will will remember this. <laughs> yeah, I was just gonna say, yeah, this, this, yeah. yeah, this yeah. this choice will have after effects. Yeah, yeah. So I put a towel over the seat. Is everyone put? Is that what everyone else did? Just a towel. That's all. That oh goes. no, I used the uh, the pirate flag. Yeah, that's oh, what I, I used. See. That's what I. That's a good choice. I I, I use the beach towel, so it's all like, and I had red lights, so it's all funkadelic in there, you know. Yeah, the <laughs> Christmas light I got yeah. was green. Yeah, I had a mine was red, and then I drew uh, the uh, mystical the mystical choice on the back of the truck or the so. You know, keep it uh, I, I did. I did the frightening one, and I. It says you are about to die, and if I remember correctly, which, it's me, so I probably do. <laughs> I I think that's also what it says in her car in the original game too. I thought she like had, right behind her. I thought it had the pyramid because mine had a, the, the Illuminati pyramid with some wings on it and stuff. And I, I could have swore that was in the truck somewhere too. But I, I, it, I think they, I think they both were then because yeah, I didn't pro- see what the alternate option was. But I'm pretty sure it says somewhere in her truck you were about to die. Yeah, you know, probably. I don't think it said you were about to die. I think that was in uh, a scene that's coming up. I think it said something different. Like it wasn't quite as deliberately like, or I don't think it was quite as deliberate as that. I think it was something a little bit meaning that but it didn't i don't i don't remember seeing the word die on there if i'm remembering right and then she has a i mean i guess we'll get this in a second but she has a dream and i think that popped up i'm trying and to remember we're weird divergent points here i'm thinking yeah there there this episode has a lot more meaningful choices in it than the first one does and there it seems to have uh 
be the it starts to divert in ways that the first one is pretty straightforward and everyone kind of has the same same experience in the first episode uh, and uh, also in the in the in the truck another little detail uh, she finds a beanie in the glove compartment a blue it's a blue one right yeah so I think she finds her future beanie and look in the glove compartment <laughs> so if you look in the glove compartment she uh, she finds it and uh, we get Chloe kicks back in the car, lights up a cig, and uh, we get another. We get a long shot with a song, and, uh, which so and Chloe passes out with a cigarette in her hand. I was like, oh, this is gonna go really bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> See, I'm wondering if they license out a certain number of songs uh, and then realize they sparse them out a little too thin on episode one, or like, let's maybe we should put a few more extra into episode two. Yeah, I like. I think I liked every one of the songs. So they, yeah, they were I, didn't all... really, I didn't really. There wasn't really one that like kind of was like i was like eh, about so yeah they're all pretty good no the i know the broods do some of them or one of them at least yeah but, one of them yeah um that's the only i think it's the only band i or only group i know but uh never heard of anybody and, that's done any of the music in this, so <laughs> and uh so as chloe passes out with a cigarette in her hand uh, surely there's gonna be like she's gonna burn her car or herself anyway uh, we have a, we have a dream sequence, which is the only the only dream sequence of this episode, I believe. Unless I'm forgetting mm-hmm. one later, but uh, and you come up to uh, your dad's burning car again, and he is sitting there uh, roasting marshmallows. There's a raven there, and uh, as Chloe tries to talk to him, he, d- he doesn't really acknowledge her, and then she she joins in and she starts roasting her marshmallow, and then he turns to her and says some cryptic shit. And uh, his face is burned, and then she wakes up with a cigarette as the cigarettes touching her, touching her fingers. Uh, as, no, as Rachel comes up to the car and knocks on the window, yeah, and wakes her up. Now, did you, did you, did you get the uh, the sort of the reveal of what her dad looked like on that? What do you mean? Oh, uh, you mean like his when he when he, when, he, when he turns her when he turns his head? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I just I wasn't yeah. sure if you had yeah kind of glossed over it, but yeah, like yeah. I it, I don't know maybe maybe I'd seen too much Batman stuff when I was a kid, but it was just like oh something's wrong with his face because he's talking about fire and they're not showing half of him. So. Oh yeah, I was I, I knew when he's turned his head, it's just something was gonna be wrong with him. Yeah, but uh, it was it's I've seen it many times and and stuff, so it's it's still it was still effective enough. It was a it's a dark it's a very dark dream sequence. So. Yeah. Roasting marshmallows on your dad's burning car. Mm-hmm. Watching, <laughs> yeah. Watching, yeah, watching the forest burn. Yeah, all the stuff with her dad is just pretty rough in this game. Yeah, they really, they really want want you to understand her her mental state at this mm-hmm. point in time. So it's not good. <laughs> That's what they're trying to get across. But uh, so Rachel appears with a bag. She uh, knocks on the knocks on the window, and she join she joins you in the car. And you talk about planning planning your escape using this new truck Chloe found, and they're like just casually talking. They casually talk about what happened yesterday, and they casually talk about the fire that they started. And I underlined that they started a fire. (laughs) 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 They they that is in danger of burning the entire town to the ground. Yeah, they are just way. They're very casual about this whole fire thing that they did. (laughs) They like burnt, like lit a national park on fire. you know, maybe, maybe it's not that big of a deal. Maybe I don't understand fires that well, but uh, <laughs> you, I'm pretty sure, 
you know, I would be distraught if I did that. But these, these, yeah, I set a paper towel on fire once while I was cleaning up the stove while I was cooking something, and that was a big deal for me. I was like, damn it, damn it, damn it, what do I do? What do I do? Uh, six, 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 six. <laughs> <laughs> so, and yeah, so they, they lit a whole, like, there are some probably dead animals, a bunch of dead animals out there. You know, people could have died. I don't think, I'd, pe- I don't know if they ever, I don't know if they mentioned anyone dying or missing yet. I know this far. I didn't, I didn't see anything, but yeah, something. Yeah. I feel like at this point, probably won't bring up anything about that. Um, anyway, they, uh, so Rachel suggests a therapy session where, you know, Chloe kicks back and you kind of, she talk talks about all the major events of the first episode. And, and I think also the expulsion thing. Also one of the, we talk about that mm-hmm. or the suspension or assume suspension. Yeah. Uh, and uh, it's, it, it's just a really good look into like how Chloe's in Chloe and Rachel dealing, dealing with this whole sit of every, with every situation. And um, it's, and it also, it, it also just uh, shows that the fact that they, they really think they need each other right now, like absolutely need each other. Uh, to get through this whole scenario, and uh, also it highlights that Rachel is still very not, very much not okay with the dad situation. Because when Chloe Chloe brings it up, she uh, immediately tur- shuts that whole thing down. Yeah. Yeah. So the, this is another thing I, I point out the some of the subtle things. I guess um, we mentioned very briefly. I think we did in the last episode just the improvement in the graphics and everything since the last game. Uh, Rachel's facial expression, like when Chloe ended up bringing up her dad, I feel like was just done so well, where it's just kind of like this pain expression, like, oh, God, can we not talk about him? Yeah. And that's I, just, for some reason, it's one of those things that just really stood out to me in that episode for some reason. Yeah, the uh, facial animation is very good for how stylized this game is. Yeah. Like, it's still, they, they're able to get a lot of emotions across with the, uh, with the, I guess lower tech that they use. I don't know if that's the right way to put it, but just they're, they, they have a very specific art style and it's impressive that they're able to convey as much as they do. And I and I, I'm, it, it, this game also doesn't just look better in general than the first one does in my opinion yeah, overall. I yeah, so, I think so. You know, <clears throat> getting onto the scene, um, there is one thing like I, I, I think kind of getting back to the Rachel Amber sort of being manipulative, um, you know, Chloe. I guess if you give given the opportunity and you, you go through all three uh, through the options to talk to uh, Rachel with, um, Rachel definitely clams up a lot quicker. And then if you read the journal entry about this scene later, Chloe is under the impression that Rachel really opened up to her about it. And it to me, it seemed like Rachel did not open up nearly as much as Chloe did. So I'm part of me is thinking like Chloe's in her in her head thinking she got Rachel to open up, and Rachel's not quite on board as uh, Chloe is with that. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I totally, I totally get that too. It's just, it's very subtle. I mean, it's, it, it's not crazy subtle, but it's, it's just subtle enough to where they, uh, I feel like the, that's the developers are very much doing, put, trying to get that across. And, uh, I think it's, they're very successful with it. Mm-hmm. I think the journal, the journal entries help, but I think even without those, I get, I, I don't usually read the journal entries. And I th- I feel like I still get the same kind of impression from everything uh, that that they uh, they're trying to they're trying to express. So it's, uh, yeah, the facial the facial stuff, the just small, uh, and then of course and the voice acting also between uh, with Rachel and Chloe at least is very strong, and that helps too. 
Um, I've I've also gotten very used to Chloe's new voice. I forgot. I, I, I actually just completely forgot it was a new voice at this point. So, yeah, so have I. Yeah. Yeah. There's been a couple times where Ra- or, uh, Rachel, um, where Chloe sounds like maybe she's got a mouthful of food occasionally, or a word or two. And I'm like, what the hell? She's got that Alyssa syndrome where she just sounds like she has a stick of butter in her mouth. Yep, there you go. That's what I was thinking of. I was hoping you were going to bring that back, Brittany. Thank you very much. No problem. I just teed it up for you. All you had to do was hit out of the park. And, okay, and after the little therapy session, uh, Rachel's like, all right, I got to go. Uh, the uh, the play is starting soon. I think I think is why she leaves. Mm-hmm. Um, and she, uh, Rachel and Chloe's like, "Oh, you forgot your bag." Because Rachel showed up with a bag, which I was like, when when she first showed up, I'm like, "Are they just gonna?" She's like, "Just ready to go." Like, picked up the bag, and my reaction was just, "What? <laughs> like, <laughs> what is she doing?" Yeah, and uh, she's like, "Oh no, it's for you." And uh, so you take the you take this bag. And you go to the junk shack, which is um, an the, part of the original yeah, series. It's an important part of Chloe's character in the in the original series, and you go, you go there a few times in the in that one. And it's this is the first time Chloe goes to it. I also at this point before this had turned the radio on, so the radio is playing the entire time uh, when I was in the junkyard and here because you find the radio in the junkyard. So. Uh, it's, it's music's playing, and you're de- and you're decorating the uh, the place, and you write Chloe was here on the th- on the thing, which is so original. <laughs> uh, Leave me to a teenager. Uh, oh, you know, getting yeah. back real quick um, to the original part where you're walking around the junkyard. Did you happen to notice the smut magazine that she comments on? Yes. <laughs> the man, you know, I, I really felt like that was a a subtle dig at players, like. Who would actually look at this? Because like you know, you actually have to go and select it and look at the smut, and then it says, "Who would look at this?" I'm like. Kind of felt I, guilty. I, I'm like, uh, awkward. <laughs> yeah, I, I, but then I, I don't not, know if I did if, not find it. Yeah, so if you look at it for long enough, I don't know if you did, Jason. No. Chloe makes a remark of, um, the only reason I'm looking at it is because I'm so disgusted. Like, oh. like she was trying to convince herself that she wasn't looking at it because she was interested. Yeah. Okay. No, I didn't know it. Okay, so if you just sit there and stare at it long enough. Yes. Man, that is... Uh... It's only for like a couple seconds longer, but i that's one of the other things I've noticed with this game versus the original is they've added so many extra subtle details. Like, if you just kind of like stick around and look at things for a little bit longer, like she will have a second remark about things sometimes. That's a okay. that's a nice little subtle thing. Like, um, yeah. what did it, uh, it was Silent Hill 2 that they did that, where if you stare at the knife long enough, it affects one of the endings you get. Yeah, oh, wow. But, yeah, it's, uh, there's... So yeah, that's a nice. Detail. I haven't, I have not noticed that actually. Yeah, at least, I didn't notice at least, that either, honestly. Or at least if I, if I've even if they even it's probably happened to me too. And I just didn't even think about it. But that's uh, I I I very much appreciate attention to detail like that. So yeah, so I like that. I like that it characterizes Chloe a little bit. That like I'm totally not checking this out, but it also is like, why are you looking at this? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's like yes, it's, you person playing this video game. Why are you sitting here staring at these painterly uh, naked women in a shower? Yeah, it just like all these little things really help just to build Chloe as a character as a as a more fleshed out character, mm-hmm. and uh, so. Uh, and after you're done decorating, uh, you can change. It turns out the bag Rachel gave you was uh, full of clothes, and one of the outfits I, I the one I picked was for the Square Enix member outfit. <laughs> I, I didn't. I don't remember being that, but I guess I am. Probably for Final Fantasy 15. Yeah, I was going to say, you probably 
yeah. set, got set up with that, whether you liked it or not. It my my guess. Yeah, yeah, and uh, it's. Uh, I don't know if you, I don't know if you guys got this. I feel like Jason probably did. Uh, if we, I think I think I, I, I also had it. Okay, yeah. It's just it's Chloe's outfit, outfit from the first game, right? Yeah, crazy. Okay, um, minus the jacket and yes, I think the yes. suspenders and stuff aren't there too. But it's basically just the the usual tank top, jeans, boots type thing. Actually, I wore that I think throughout the first episode because I picked the Square Enix thing. Um, on the first episode, oh, did you guys I didn't pick have, the Firewatch shirt. I didn't. I didn't have one for the yeah, first episode. I, just, I didn't have it in the first episode either. Okay, yeah, I had it there. So that was that was that was the one I was rocking through the first episode. Yeah, I I, um, I picked it here because uh, I was like, oh shit, that's her. That's her outfit. I was I was impressed that I remembered that. <laughs> that one with so, the Rorschach uh, skullbird thing. Oh okay. Yeah. yeah, the reason why I didn't pick it though is because it seemed like it wasn't really part of Chloe's character just yet like because she was still just very much basic like t-shirt jeans type person so it just didn't seem like it fit her personality like with the boots and everything just yet so I was like nah I'll, I'll hold off on that yeah so I just looked... ended up I oh, just ended ahead. up using like the uh the raven shirt and then you know since she found the beanie that one you know that outfit has that on there too yeah I did I did it it did look weird without a beanie and especially without the blue hair it just looked, yeah so, it just doesn't it doesn't fit and then also not having the tattoos either like it's just not her yet yeah it's uh i'm and i'm sure she's gonna have blue highlights by, by the end of the next episode i can almost guarantee that but uh i don't think she's talks her into that yeah uh, but that's gonna that's gonna be like Master Chief taking off the helmet for the first time. It's gonna be Chloe dying her hair blue. It's gonna be that big of a big of a <laughs> reveal. But uh, and after oh, also it's got this whole uh, junkyard thing. I don't remember quite when you get the text, but Frank texts you and he's like, "We gotta meet." And uh, Chloe's yeah, I, like, oh, "I thought this was yeah. gonna go south very quickly because I think it's before <laughs> she fell asleep." Yeah, it's it's either that or. Is it right after you wake up? It's a, it, I think you're in the truck when you get the text. I don't yeah, quite remember the, uh, right. the sequence of events. But, and uh, so after you get dressed, Frank pulls up to the junkyard in his fucking RV. And uh, when, after he parks, the the lady, uh, Mr. Amber's mistress yeah. <laughs> from the first game. Mr. Amber's uh, from the first episode. Macking on on the first one. Anyhow. Yes. Yes, from the first episode, uh, exits the uh, exits the uh, RV and walks and walks past Chloe, and Chloe's like, "Oh shit, that's her!" In her mind, um, not out loud on... this time. No, not out loud okay. this time. She, I, I did not notice once in this game when she did that. I, <laughs> I did not in this episode that she did that. So, so I looked too. So. <laughs> I I might just be crazy. Maybe that doesn't happen at all in the first in the first episode. I'm I, I swear to God I saw it though. But uh, maybe I'm maybe I'm losing my mind. But uh, and uh, so the next scene takes place in Frank's in Frank's lovely RV. And uh, if you explore the RV, you get some nice little Frank details, like the fact he only eats beans and meat, <laughs> or he only eats beans. <laughs> he has, he has got to have some bowel yeah. issues, man. Yeah. <laughs> Just like when you open the cabinet, it's just all beans. I thought it was a good little gag. It was uh, just some fan service. And then yeah, then you open up the fridge and it's just all steak. It's like, yeah, man, yeah, homie, there's... you you have you have you got to get some fiber in your diet, dude. I mean, something. Eat a bag of carrots or something, man. Because man, that's gotta that's gotta be rough on anyone that walks in there just smell wise. 
Yeah. Oh God. <laughs> uh, so, and you go to the back. You go to the uh, the back room, or his bedroom, and you open it, and out comes Puppy Pompadour. <laughs> which just, was one of my favorite things of the episode and i don't know why i, mean, that, I just that love dog, that they put that in there well, dog's adorable, adorable. that's why the dog is very adorable it's very well animated and it's very adorable and so so uh and you, you go back there to get frank's journal that's what he asked you to get when you get in the in the van and uh it's like and it's the first time chloe notices his like let it's like his ledger of who owes him money and stuff so yeah. which is which is also used in the first game so uh you, you go up you can talk to uh talk to old frank oh about, um did you did you happen to uh look for his weed stash that he had there i think i did yeah i i, I went oh to yeah the, i noticed i noticed it but i, did, I didn't take it i i went I was, to take it and as chloe's like reach your hand there you know she's don't thinking even to herself, don't fucking mind think if I do. about yeah, it yeah frank is like <laughs> don't even think about it it's like i, I saw it and I'm, I, I and i was like Nah, <laughs> I still don't know why I'm in this, R- this RV with this man who might. So I'm not gonna take his weed stash. Well, see, I'm going, I'm going nutso here on some things. I, I mean, I took the money from the, uh, from the t-shirt dude. Uh, Brittany did too. Yeah, I did, yeah. I did not take the money. So I figured sticking with this is just, you know, like she's just become like a kleptomaniac. Like, oh, I'll just help myself. Thank you very much. I feel like she does steal stuff in the first game, but I'm sure I like she, she does. is. A- well, she encourages she encourages you to take the uh, the handicap fund. Oh right! <laughs> <laughs> so she just gets increasingly more terrible. Oh boy! Uh, it's almost also, like she's a male figure in her life. To say, oh, sorry, I can't even joke like that. Oh, don't, don't. <laughs> oh kill me! Um, so, as you're talking to Frank, you also ask uh, why his name why you named him Pompadou. And he's like, it's French. What does it mean? It's like, he, he said he doesn't know what it means. So I, like, does it look like he speaks <laughs> fucking French? I think goes, yeah. the exact yeah, words. Exactly. That yeah, French like, character cracks me up. I was like, all right, dude, geez. <laughs> Fine. Papa do it is. Thanks. Yeah. But it's kind of like, this is like Chloe being out Chloe, basically. Yeah. Yeah. And sorry. It's also, if you, there's a chance for a back talk here to find out about the mysterious woman uh, that left earlier. So by being an asshole to Frank, he will, uh, he will give you more information about his customer. Or her Although for co- this one, for this one, I don't, I don't know about you, but it seemed like uh, this backtalk in particular was a little less um, kind of just pushing it. Like she was just sort of just trying to make conversation about how, oh, this is what we got to do to stop ourselves from hanging ourselves out of boredom. And, you know, I'm, I'm just curious. And then she brings up a few Rita's computer about how she had a dream about a cloud or whatever. Yeah, so yeah. It, it didn't fit in with the rest of the backtalk section. So I'm not sure why they had it as a backtalk yeah. section. It yeah, seemed a little it, bit more natural conversation this time. It felt yeah. Al- it was almost. It, was, it felt like it was still missing some some lines in there to make it feel like a natural conversation. Yeah. It can, but, yeah, it felt... I felt like you could have just made that a, a, a normal dialogue segment. So, but whatever, you know, it's a choice. And uh, if, you, if you if you succeed at the back talk, which I don't think I failed the back talk so far. No, so I I, I, if you succeed, uh, he tells you that her name is Sarah. Uh, with and an that's, e, yeah, with an e. I have that written down. I was like, you know, I don't think it was worth bringing up. It's a name. It's whatever. 
but uh, Sarah. I brought it up. That's, damn it. <laughs> that's all. That's all you. That's all you get. It's just Sarah, and uh, and if you ask anything else, I think he just shuts you down. He but, does. Uh, he does bring up that she's causing some problems for a lot of people in town. Yeah. Okay. He did. He does say that. You, that is correct. Um, but after after that optional segment, you get uh, you get the. Frank brings up, well, I actually talked to you, and he's, he asks if she knows Drew North, who, if, if you recall from the first episode, is the the jock character that you backtalk for being mean to Nathan. Or don't. Yeah. <laughs> he's just picking on Nathan, basically. Yeah, he's, pick, he's picking on Nathan, and you're all... And so, you, so to make up for him picking on Nathan, you're, you pick on him. Um, and then Nathan's still a dick to you afterwards anyway, so what... What's, and forever. It's just a cycle of Nathan being shitty. <laughs> um, so you bring it, so Drew North gets brought up. You find out he is selling oxy at the school to uh, athletes, and he owes Frank one or he owes uh, Damon. Frank supplier, yeah, Damon. Yeah, yeah. Dam- Damon. Yes, he owes Damon a thousand dollars, and. Uh, <clears throat> And Chloe, so and he asked Chloe to go to go go to the school and take take that thousand dollars from him. And if she succeeds, she'll get ten percent of the of of the cut. So she makes hundred hundred bucks hundred bucks off the deal. So, which and, in my mind I was thinking is not a whole lot of money for trespassing. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Well, Chloe justifies it by saying she needs to, or at least I don't think I really. I'm assuming you you do this regardless. I don't think you can, but she but she's like, yeah, I'll do it because she needs she wants money to run away with Rachel because they were talking they talked about it. Yeah, and she's yeah. like, we're gonna we're gonna you need know, money for this. My thought is, um, it doesn't seem like out of character for Chloe, and also you know, a hundred dollars as a teenager is a lot of money. Mm, yeah, yeah. Yes. I mean that's enough for one for a one way road trip if you're just do, if you're just buying gas. My uh, so. my, first, my first paycheck, um, you know, I mean, granted this was ninety eight. Uh, it was combined work of two weeks and it was like two hundred and twenty dollars. And boy, if you don't think I felt like the richest piece of shit on earth, man. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm like I better have just worked a day. Thanks for that. <laughs> so at that point, but that was like two weeks worth of work and. At, at 16 years old, $200 seemed like I don't even know how to spend all this. And then I went and spent it all probably in like two hours, but whatever. <laughs> so, yeah, that, that's what I mean. I think as a teenager, yeah, $100 I, sounds like a lot of money. Yeah, I, at first I was like $100. And I, then I thought about it and I agree with you, Jason. It's like, that's a, that's like for how broke she generally is, that's probably a lot of money. So, yeah, but maybe yeah. I'm also terrible for thinking like, what's going to stop me from going and collecting that money and just keeping all thousand of it myself. Well, maybe that choice would come up. You never know. So, I mean, we're going to find out in like, you know, 20 minutes of discussion, but well, you know, we can, we can drink, we can think about it now. Um, so you head over to Blackwell dorms, the day, the day after you get the day you get expelled, the same day you get expelled, you head back to Blackwell dorms. Yeah, in a matter and, of hours. Yeah, and you show up in the same uh, the same old uh, what the fuck is the are those called those the, the I think a common area but a yard. I feel like I, had, I think I have a specific name. A courtyard. But, I mean, maybe. Uh, yeah, 
it is a courtyard. I feel like there's usually a name like dorms for that, but whatever. You show up at the at the in the in the yard, the courtyard that you show up as Max in the first game to uh, to walk around and uh, basically just break into the school and steal a thousand dollars from a dude or take back, I guess, because it's not really it's a it's drug money. So, and if you if you decide to talk to people, you talk to Steph in there, who is the who was running? He was the dungeon master from the first game, from the first episode. I gotta stop doing that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, you can talk. You can talk to her. You talk about. She she talks about the the tempest play the play the the tempest play they're doing, with and she's the stage manager for it and how awesome it's gonna be, and she, she wants she wants Chloe to uh, to go check it out and then she also asks um, Chloe about if her and Rachel are a thing because she would she, she's gonna make a move if uh, she's uh, she's not so uh, what is what is that sound sorry <laughs> it's okay <laughs> bring attention was, to it good job <laughs> I was I, I was trying to ignore I was trying to ignore it but it went on for so long it was <laughs> yeah I know it's my dog yeah. she keeps like coming in and out of the kitchen and freaking nails on the the wooden yeah, floor so I keep I, trying to like mute my mic when it happens I, I, I recognize but... that sound that's why I didn't bring it up I can you know John if you don't bring it up I can typically edit around it okay it was very loud I didn't, I didn't know if that I didn't know if that was doable for that You're one fine. don't worry about it dude yeah no problem all right anyway talk to Steph and she's that she asked you about what what's up so what, like what's up with you and Rachel and uh, you can you can at this point you make a little, make a little choice about where the, Chloe's mindset is and I just I think I just said that it's complicated basically I went with that one it seemed like I, a I forget what I said honestly it's not it's not a big choice yeah, it's well good. it's basically just you either say a, that you don't really know what's going on right now or you you basically tell Steph that she's single and she can go for it. Yeah, and I, I went with it's complicated basically. So, which because at this point in time, you don't have to be in, a, in any romantic relationship form form of thing with Rachel. It's all choices at this point because you guys could just be totally be regular friends, I believe, up to now. So, just depending on how you what you decided in the first episode. So, which is, I find that kind of interesting you, that they let you really decide how their, what their relationship is. Cause mm-hmm. that's, that's a big part of the first game is the ambiguousness of what it was. And because we, cause you never get to meet Rachel. So, you know, it's, it's left up in the air. So yeah, I think and in my, in my mind, I always just kind of assumed that it was like an unrequited love type thing. Like Chloe had feelings for Rachel and it just never was reciprocated at all. But this is kind of showing, depending on your choices, obviously, it's a, it it kind of is from both sides. Unless it's all manipulation, which is just a huge part of it. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's well, and we'll we'll find out. I'm guess I'm guessing we'll they'll kind of clarify what it, how what it is in the next episode, but uh, or at least a little more clarification. Yeah, I'm hoping but, for something a little bit less. Uh... Yeah, up for interpretation. I do want a little bit something a little bit more concrete, but I, I still do like leaving a little room there. Just right now, it's very yeah, it's very broad yeah, strokes I, at the moment. Yeah, I, I I like ambiguous as long as it's done well. So it's uh, I hope they don't. I hope they leave it like that, sort of, you know, because there's still yeah. there's still going to be quite a quite a gap between the 
Unless unless there's a time jump, which is a pro- very well could be, but uh, so there's still going to be plenty of time for the relationship to evolve afterwards. Uh, you can talk to Evan in the. I don't remember if he's in the first game. He, sucks. he is. <laughs> <laughs> he's, like, he's much less strange in in the original game though, and this he kind of seems like. Uh, <laughs> never mind. He's just he's a weird one. He's sitting He's there just... take, taking a picture of a sprinkler and a bird eating food. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Very, very uh, yeah. intently. Yeah. And uh, you can talk to him. He talk, He actually makes a good comment about he wishes... Um, he, talks, it's, he talks about like Chloe's like aptitude for things and she he wishes it wasn't wasted like she wasn't wasting it basically basically is what is what he trying to get across i don't remember the exact exchange but uh if you talk to him for a little bit as long as if you were expelled at least he definitely says that i don't know if, i don't know if it's quite the same otherwise but uh so that that was at least interesting we made talking to him a little a little more worth worth it than i thought it was going to be but uh he's you can go and then uh, afterwards you come across samuel good old janitor uh he's still possibly a murderer you know <laughs> <laughs> see that's the thing that's crazy yeah. to me is yeah. he's a sh- he's as freaking weird as he is and he just had absolutely nothing to do with rachel's disappearance <laughs> like it just blows my mind <laughs> i mean but it, i think that's it, the point they just it, really want to throw you off jefferson's trail but yeah. i mean it was it was way too obvious in the first he, i knew he wasn't gonna be the guy it was way too obvious but he's still i still Wait. think he's murdered someone yeah but <laughs> he's at least got some animals under his belt he started some he's starting here yeah that jefferson <laughs> bastard didn't fool me yeah and then you have like really deep introspective talk about um a few things in the game if you if you want to talk to him about it uh, I think I, t- I think he just like basically nailed down the whole Rachel scenario in mind. It's like the first thing I talked about, and I was like, after that, I'm like, I think it'd be weird if we kept talking after that. So I was like, <laughs> I'm gonna go. <laughs> he kind of kind of just really really nailed it down really easily. And uh, so you gotta you gotta break into the school, and just, in classic Life is Strange fashion, you gotta get poor Samuel involved in the situation. To get in, you gotta steal his keys. So to steal his keys, you decide you have to break a sprinkler. So I think I picked a sprinkler, and to break the sprinkler, you have to get Evan away from it. So he, well, he's got a bunch of. There's a bird there, and you scare the bird. I was like a picture of it. Oh but god, this I, I I hated this segment. It was the first time I did it. I guess I scared it the wrong way. I don't know if that's requ- I don't know if that just happens regardless. It does. <laughs> Okay, you you scare this bird three times. Like the first time, it's like, okay, she's being an asshole, whatever. Then she keeps doing it while he's trying to take a picture of it. I'm like, wow, this is really <laughs> this is really awkward and mean <laughs> to keep doing it. Like to keep doing this, and uh, yeah. But then it flies to the to, to the to, uh, the totem in the uh, background, uh, which. Uh, and he's like, oh my god, it's a way better picture, whatever. And then he runs away and takes a picture of it, and then you break the sprinkler. <laughs> so Sam has to go fucking fix it, steal the key, and you break into the school. Uh, actually, on the before you break into the school, you run into Skip again. And, <laughs> and at first he's like, you can't get in the... What are you doing? I literally, You just literally got expelled today. It's like, uh, it's like oh, I'm just... I don't remember. I don't even remember what I said. I think I was meeting a friend or something. I don't remember. Um, 
he's like, yeah, I don't know. And then he, so you can back talk Skip. You can be a total dickhead to Skip. Oh, I hear that. Yeah. <laughs> this was uh, one of the funnier back talks in my mind, though. I, my universe is on fire. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. That is that is that is the way she goes with this. It's, yeah. Yeah. Fuego. Yeah. Utero and fuego. That's right. That did that one did make me laugh, but it's still like every time the back talk happens, like I'm just I just want to apologize to these people because it's like this is <laughs> this is like this is not me. This is Chloe talking. This is this is uh, but uh, yeah, it, it was it was funny. I will give you that uh, scene is was, was, was pretty funny. Uh. And you're inside the dorms, and you can explore some rooms. I only explored Elliot's room, other than the main room you go in there for Drew. I don't know if there's... I'm sure there's probably another one or two you can go into. Mm, actually, you were only able to go into Elliot's and then Drew's in this scene, which was kind of surprising, because I was kind of uh, hoping to be able to go into, like, Nathan's room. And see, like, some dead animals or something? <laughs> yeah, something like that. Some of yeah, the squirrels, I, like, crucified or something like that. I remember his room... Take that, Samuel. Man. Yeah, this is, I mean, this is still, this is pre-meeting Mr. Jefferson, but I'm still, I'm sure there's still some fucked up shit in there. But, uh, so, uh, you go to Elliot's room, you can read a bunch of shit. Chloe, very slowly but surely, uh, comes to realize that this, I, I think if you read all the poetry he wrote, which is the pages and pages of poetry about Chloe, he's like, oh, wait, this is about me, isn't it? Huh. <laughs> That's basically what she says. <laughs> and, uh, and then you leave, and uh, Elliot will probably make an appearance one more time in the game, and then never be heard of again. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. So it's the ballad of Elliot. Um, you make it. You make it the Druid's room, and you can look around in there. Get you know builds a little more at him. He, he's his sports stuff. He's got a full ride scholarship. He's uh, to Oregon State, I believe, for, for football. And uh, also Mikey, his little brother, and also the kid you played D and D with in the first episode, is has been staying in there on the, sleeping on the in a sleeping bag on the floor. You see his all his all his D and D stuff on there. <clears throat> you come you come to find out his uh, their dad is homeless. I believe I believe he's staying at a homeless shelter yeah. at this point in time. So. It kind of built, kind of explaining the reason, giving you ideas as to why he hasn't given this drug dealer his money back, and why he might be dealing drugs in the first place. So, and you, you come to a big trunk on the ground. You got to break into it, and after some sleuthing, uh, you find you find out it's Mikey's birthday as a password, because uh, Mikey's the most important person in the world to Drew. <laughs> yada yada yada. You break in. There's like a stuffed animal in there, and you find, and then you find the uh, the thousand dollars in an envelope. And as you're as you're getting out, Mikey shows up. He's like, "What are you doing here?" And I'm like, "I'm gonna, I'm here to meet, see Drew." It's like, "Why?" Before you can make another dumb response to that, Drew shows up, <laughs> and uh, and it's like, "All right, guys, we gotta go." Or Mikey, we gotta go. And but then the. And then the drug dealer, Damon, I don't remember they gave him a last name. I don't remember. It was just Damon. Yeah, um, I, don't think they've, I don't think they've said any last name at this point. Yeah, he, uh, he, he shows up in the dorm, which is, I mean, he bold enough to walk into that school campus and into the dormitory as a drug dealer. So he's obviously in a bad mood. Uh, so, and Drew's like, all right, you stay in here. You do not let 
whatever you do, do not come outside. And uh, Drew goes out there, and Damon starts kicking his ass for not because he's saying for not giving him his money. And you have you have probably the biggest choice in the episode, unless I'm forgetting one. Uh, and that's whether to go go out of there and try to stop him or to stay in there like he asked. I stayed in there. I did too. Yeah, uh, Brittany. I mean, you probably did both at this point. I'm sure. Um. Yeah. I well, because there's actually three options. So I the first time decided to stay in there, and then I ended up just giving the money back to True. But then the second time, I decided to interject and then give the money back to Damon, just because I, you know, figured Chloe was sent by Frank to get the money. Frank probably said something to Damon, and I didn't want it coming back on her. But there actually is an option, which I only found out because of uh, because of the the choices page at the end of the episode that you're able to just keep the money as Chloe. Oh yeah, I I remember that. I did see that too in the choices thing. Um, yeah, because you don't have if you if you uh, stay in there, you don't have to give them the money back when you go out. You can just keep it. So yeah, I gave right. him, I gave I gave Drew the money. Yeah, I gave I gave him the money too. Drew's in bad shape. Damon. Fucks his knee up. Um, insinuating his playing career might be over, but it's not really made clear by the end of the game whether that's true or not. I would, yeah, I would, the end, I would bet yeah. if I had a guess. Yeah. Yeah, yeah based on what uh, I'm assuming, this is a melodrama, that's probably true. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I think uh, I think one of the phrases Damon uses, let's see you run on that knee after this. And Yeah. 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 So, and I, I give him the money back because they're like, yeah, you probably need this more than I do. Or that drug dealer needs it. So, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, that's kind of like, it seems like the biggest, it has the most impact, at least choice-wise, to this point in time. Because uh, Jason, go, or J- Drew goes to the hospital afterwards, and Mikey does too. And uh, you, uh, at this point, you're going to go, because uh, you've been texting Rachel all day, and uh, she's, She's been totally cool with the whole like you broke into school and to to steal money from a dude to give back to a drug dealer. Like she's totally aware of this whole scenario, and is and is seems seems totally cool with it. So you know whatever. Uh, and you go and you go to the the Tempest show and you go backstage to find to meet Rachel. And this the I assume this also regardless Steph can't be there either either way because I think Mikey gets hurt if you go out there and Drew gets hurt. You don't, so I think Steph goes to the hospital regardless. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, Mikey ends anymore. up with a broken arm. Yeah, because <clears> I, guess, I, I, I played out both scenes because I was curious, and yeah, Mikey gets his arm broken because he gets pushed over and can't handle falling. But um, <laughs> he's a frail board gamer. He's a frail yeah. boy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> uh, in the backstage, you uh, talked to a bunch of people before you. Before you meet Victoria, uh, you talk to the director. He's a very stereotypical director. <laughs> and, oh God, uh, man! I thought yeah. I thought yeah. God, what's his name got a got a word of the day calendar. Holy God, this guy was so up his own ass with his, uh, yeah. with his yeah. flowery language and like, oh God, yeah. seriously, yeah. dude. I played with the because I, uh, I played with the lighting system for a little bit. I talked to Hayden. Hayden still sucks. <laughs> <laughs> we'll continue and we'll continue to suck throughout the series because he's cut and uh be a very pointless character you uh you can come across uh this girl 
watching some, uh, watching uh, Mr. Prescott yell at Nathan in the back. Sure, I forget why he's yelling at him at this point. He doesn't want to embarrass him, basically. Yeah. <laughs> or he doesn't want. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't want Nathan to embarrass him because Nathan doesn't really want to do the role because um, he feels everyone doesn't like him. And then his dad says, "Gee, I, or you know, I, I wonder why." It's like, oh, okay, well, geez, self-esteem issues. I, like I said, part of it, it's like you you start to feel bad for Nathan. And there's there's part of it. It's like, man, this this kid's obviously suffering from mental illness and mental abuse. Yeah. It's just yeah. Like, he's. He's he just not getting the help he needs. Yeah, like he there's obviously some stuff some, something wrong with Nathan, and but and it's just getting made worse by his dad being a total asshole and mm-hmm. piece of shit. So this is also the first time you ever see Nathan, uh, Mr. Prescott, I think. So yeah, yeah, best I can recall. Yeah, and also uh, the girl that's looking at him, you find out his name's Samantha, and I have no idea. I don't think she's ever been in the game before. Is she? Nope. Yep. No. Nope. Okay. Like this is a supposed Nathan love interest, I guess, or sort of Nathan's first victim of murder. <laughs> you know, see, now that makes me curious. Like, I kind of want to go back and look at the names on the binders and see if Sam's name is on one of them. Yeah, uh, yeah, maybe Elliot is too. <laughs> <laughs> one can only hope. But, you know, maybe that's what it is. Maybe Nathan is the one who cult or you know, like calls the herd a little bit on the dull characters in the game. <laughs> Hayden is still around, Jason. Okay, well, <laughs> dude, not everyone's perfect. Okay, you know, you, you can't get everything done, and you know, is that it's not easy to kill that many people, you know, and still be. Hayden had it. to be around to smoke that Danko G bud, dude. Like, oh god, that, that was written. God damn it, I gotta edit that out. <laughs> the Jesus only Christ. reason I forget, the only reason I forgot that about that about that shit is because of that fucking spiritual line that that blocked out every other bad line in the, in the game. <laughs> Jason, it was an actual line in the episode that was not me saying it. I, that doesn't mean I'm still not going to edit it out. <laughs> you brought up. Oh, man. Anyway. <laughs> you talk to Samantha, you give her advice on how to deal with Nathan. Uh, I think I said go talk to him. He's going to he's gonna not want you to, but he, because but Chloe's like, because he, he's going to be like me and not not want it, but you should you should still do it anyway because it's what, what he needs. But uh, and you come across Dana, who's actually who's been referenced a little bit in some emails and stuff. Like the her, the Logan and Dana stuff is referenced a little bit, which is uh, just like the the his interest in her and stuff. And she's just doing vo- vocal exercises to herself in the corner. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh boy. Yeah. And uh, then you go into the uh, the old tent, and uh, inside is Victoria Chase. You quietly watch her pour something into some pouring some tea, and then put something into a cup of tea. Um, and she also calls herself V, which oh boy, man! If I didn't like this chick before, who? <laughs> Yeah, I was. I was curious if they were gonna. I was curious if they were gonna redeem Victoria at all, and they really, they absolutely do not. No, they double <laughs> they, down on they, her being a complete. Yeah, they they double yeah. down hard on Victoria. But so, one thing I do want to say though, because just the entire following scene just cracks me the hell up. I feel it's like a very, they, it's a very good scene. Yeah, very, they yeah. they just really improved on the comedy in this game. I feel absolutely. like because in the in the last game it was just very like cheesy one liners and everything, and then this is just like very good like back to back interactions with people. Yeah, like just like, the way that they play I, off of each other has been done. It's just been done so much better. Yeah, for sure. And uh, as Victoria leaves and you uh, explore the tent a little bit, if you want to, uh, you can make fun of 
you can make fun of a specific costume, which will be uh, fun for later on. But uh, and uh, you can tag some stuff. I'm, and uh, then then do you do you hide again? Hmm. No, Rachel shows up. And Victoria shows up. Oh, yeah. And Victoria comes back and is like, I made tea for us. And uh, at this point, you're like, oh, shit, what did she put in that drink? And at this point, do you know that it's muscle relaxers? Or Yeah, because yeah. part of digging, the what actually prompts uh, Victoria and Rachel to come back into the tent is you looking in Victoria's purse and finding that she has muscle relaxers in there. Yeah, and she um, poured it into the... Actually, on my end, uh, Rachel comes in to sort of pep talk Victoria since she's gonna be the role or whatever oh right this is where this is where our things divert this is where our game diverges a bit Mm -hmm. so which is interesting because there is a what seems like a very important character scene uh, involving the play with um at least in mine and britney's original because britney's um you have you seen the victorious no you haven't you said that earlier you you've uh taken the blame both times right uh, uh uh, anyway, Victoria leaves again, and you tell you tell Rachel what's up, and you can make it you can make it a choice about how to deal with it. I go, I went with the direct approach, and uh, which is Victoria comes back. You, well, you tell Rachel what's up, and you're like, all right, and you accuse you accuse Victoria of dr- of drugging the tea, and Victoria's like, I would do no such thing. And Rachel plays along, going like, I I've, I've known Victoria so long, I don't think she would ever do this. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, uh, which is uh, which is funny because when you tell when you tell Rachel she's literally like that's the least surprising thing I've heard all day. Yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> so. Yeah, mine varied a little bit here. So you guys or get this one done, and then I'll I'll, I'll interject yes. with how it played out for me. All right. Um. So you. <laughs> you uh, you're like all right then then Victoria then drink it and uh, and Rachel's like uh now I don't think. I highly doubt she ever did that, but you know, just to prove Chloe wrong, Victoria, I think you should drink it. And uh, <laughs> and the and Victoria actually drinks it. What? <laughs> <laughs> she's like she's she she doesn't want to, but she does it anyway. Just to, she just takes some some sips of it, and then she storms out. And uh, that's what happened in mine, at least. That's no. hysterical, because, I mean, obviously, I chose to just switch the teas so she would drug herself accidentally. But I can't believe that she would just drink it on purpose. That's, that's how that's, that's how dedicated to being being a monster Victoria is. Yeah. <laughs> so. All right. So on, uh, so on my end here, um, you know, Rachel comes in to, you know, say, hey, you know, I, I, I'm glad you're my understudy effectively and I want you to do a good job. And. Um, and then Rachel kind of nods at Chloe, like, right. And so I, I played along with it, like, sure. You know, it's like, okay. I, I was trying to like soften Chloe up a little bit. Cause I felt like she's after the, um, after the beating incident, like maybe she's a little bit feeling a little bit less argumentative, I guess. Um, so I'm going along with it and saying like, Hey, okay, I do want you to do good. You know, if anyone's going to do this, I guess it'd be you. And you've got to go be the best Victoria you can be, even if you suck. And, you know, going back and then it goes back to, yeah, so be the best Victoria you can be, even if you suck because you're not Rachel. And Victoria oddly is like, thank you. That means so much. That's exactly what I needed to hear. And she gives uh, Chloe a hug. And Chloe's obviously kind of disgusted and like, what are you doing to me right now? Um, 
pulls away and Rachel does a peace offering of tea and gives it to her. And as you, um, I think as Victoria walks off, she was like, that was perfect. You distracted her long enough for me to drug her tea. <laughs> Wait, Rachel drugged her tea. Yep. Oh, okay. Oh, so, wow. so that's, so that's how they get the scene to be the same for, for everyone. Okay. Yeah. See, I, there, I didn't know what was happening. So I would really hope because I, I, I saw her put the, uh, the little bit of, uh, the muscle relaxers in there. And I mean, just based on what everyone is selling or whatever, or what, you know, what Drew was selling, I kind of figured that's what it was. Um, I was thinking like Rachel was putting laxatives in there. I was really hoping for laxatives, honestly. <laughs> I was really yeah. hoping to see like Victoria sitting there squirming like, oh, I just have this moment of just terrible, terrible bowel rejections. So, but yeah, that's how, that's how it played out. And then they all go out. Wow. And Victoria's it's fucked to, up, Rachel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. Okay. Um, well, when you go out there afterwards, Mr. Keaton and uh, is, sad, is sad to inform everyone that uh, one of the actresses, I think Julia, Julia, Juliet, is uh, due to the fires, is going to be late to the uh, to the play because due to road closures, and uh, so they're going to need someone to replace her. And Rachel happily volunteers Chloe for the job, and uh, at this point, has Victoria passed out? Wait, yeah. No. Wait, no. Wait, yeah, okay. So, yes. He he needs he needs a replacement for her and you're like it's going to be Victoria and then Victoria passes the fuck out. I mean, it just like collapses. As <laughs> like, as as the yeah. teacher says, I can't like, you know, even in my wildest yeah. oh, dreams yeah. or something yeah. like that, I can't even imagine a worse thing. Victoria just falls over and he's like, <laughs> yeah, no, cuz she tries or something to start to that like saying that uh she tries to start accusing Rachel of being on drugs and she's like, "Look at her. Her face is so blurry and pretty. She's <laughs> obviously drugged." And then she just like lays out on the ground. See, mine, Which, again, is just part of what I'm saying. Like, the, the comedy in this yeah. game is, is so much greater. It, it was really well timed because mine was literally just Mr. Keaton says that. And Victoria just passes out. It doesn't say a word, just like collapses. Oh. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's <laughs> what I had. She voluntarily happy. drank it, I guess. Yeah, maybe. yeah. So she just passes the fuck out. It's really good. And, uh, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, just his, just his, I forget the exact word he used, but it was just like after she, like, you know, he's saying, yeah. I can't possibly imagine anything worse happening. And then she just collapsed and he's like, touche. Yeah, basically says that. And, uh, so Rachel volunteers Chloe for the job, and uh, Chloe's like, "No," and Rachel's like, "She'll happily do it." And, uh, and Chloe's like, "I'm not gonna do it." And they do a really, really good uh, cutaway at this point in time. I think it's really well timed, just to, of Chloe looking in the mirror with that bird costume on. Mm-hmm. Uh, of, <laughs> like this, just like, what am I doing? Yeah, I was, I was. I was really impressed with the cutaway. I thought it was really of, well done. One of my yeah. favorite lines in this episode yeah. was, um, I think it was the teacher asking like, have you ever, or what would you say to being that he's in, or, you know, being whatever that character's name is. And she said, I'd say you're super fucked. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, okay. All right. I'm on board with Chloe. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Clo- yeah. Uh, Brittany's right. The humor is so much better in this game. I have, I've genuinely laughed more times than I thought I would when I'm playing this. Yeah. So yeah, I was playing this this morning after I got home from work and I was like, Oh man, this is, this is, this is what I needed to unwind. This is yeah. nice. I like this. Yeah. <laughs> the whole, the whole play sequence is one of the more fun things I've done in the whole series. Just, uh, cause it's, it's very lighthearted and there's not many stakes to it. And it's just a lot of good writing involved. So, and, 
Uh, now we are in the play as Chloe is. I forget what the character's name is. I've never read Tempest. I know it's Shakespeare, but I don't I think like it's Shakespeare. Ariel, something yeah, like that. That sounds right. Boy, do I fucking hate Shakespeare. <laughs> yeah, Shakespeare sucks. I I appreciate what it did for for uh, genres and whatnot, but it doesn't hold up at all. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 If if I need a dictionary to read every other goddamn word, I shouldn't have to read this anymore sorry <laughs> and, uh, so we get we cut to the play and just gonna get out gets, gets out of the way it's real bad in a way high school plays are real bad and uh especially ones in like that are being done in yards but uh chloe's really selling her lines is really you know really going for it every time she talks uh, <laughs> <laughs> how did you guys I, fare on getting the lines down uh, I got most of them. I, I got I, I got all but the first one. I, I got the first one. I think I missed the last one, one of the last ones. I missed one. Um, I did get the first one. I remembered, I, I think I saw part of the script in that first line. I saw part of the first, enough of the first line to remember it. Yeah. But, I, I did enjoy the, um, at the boat thing where it says, Chloe, stand here. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I did like, I did like that. Too. It's like subtle. Yes. And, uh, well, uh, Chloe and then Chloe and Rachel are having a, a scene together and Rachel decides, to, Rachel goes off script, um, in a very natural way. <laughs> it's like, uh, the, at least dialogue wise, I don't think I could have talked like that for that long if I going off script, but, uh, you know, more power to her. Yeah. Uh, uh, it, it, uh and that, <clears throat> And she basically is talk. They're, they're talking about their relationship, their actual relationship, while doing the scene. And uh, Mr. Keaton's super into it, of course. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I think some I forget who it was that like comes up to the side. He's like, they're totally messing it up. And he's like, no, no, leave it. It's brilliant. Uh, Nathan does. I believe. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, yeah it was Nathan. And uh, uh, Rachel. One time I'm trying- agreeing with Nathan. Yeah, and. <laughs> uh Chloe is basically asks if this is if it's real and or just you know like excitement and Rachel's like excitement excitement comes and goes quickly but and so on and so forth so she's basically telling oh, Chloe wow. that it, okay Chloe yeah. Chloe's the one who said that excitement can come and go quickly or whatever on my end uh no I'm pretty sure Rachel said it for me no that's what I'm saying like on my end she said it like it gives you the choice of saying but uh isn't or excitement is temporary or something to that effect or excitement isn't happiness or excitement won't last something, i think yeah, those were the two like options that. yeah yeah excitement ages quickly with maybe chloe did say it. i could have swore it was rachel that said that line though but uh it was it was a uh, it was a really good line i thought you know for teen romance um and so it was a it was like the, the scene. It felt a little forced, but it was still like a touching little moment. I thought between the two, so it was. I I enjoyed it. It was. Uh, it was probably the even. best way for them to get that out with the awkwardness of being teenagers and trying to express how you feel. Maybe, um, yeah. Hiding behind characters, basically. Yeah, and again, it's very impressive that they were able to talk in that kind of dialogue. Doing that, like you know. Mm-hmm. I've imp- I've improv scenes before, but not with fucking Shakespearean dialogue. Yeah. <laughs> See, I would have I would have just pulled the uh, the Dragon Quest thing of but thou must, but thou must, but thou must. 
and uh, so the the plays uh, the play is successful. They do they do a little montage of things happening in the play, and uh, afterwards Chloe says the play was super intense. That wasn't true, but uh, whatever you know <laughs> you know teach their own. <laughs> it's uh, when you're and in also the middle of it, maybe it feels like yeah, it was intense. Yeah, yeah when I've, you're watching have, it, it's like oh, yeah, God, have, can this end? I have performed in before, and it, yeah, afterwards it feels you know, all the butterflies are gone. It's just you're just excited, and they talk about that later, and we can talk about that too. But uh, and then there's a quick shot of Sarah uh, watching from the distance, and uh, <clears throat> then it cuts away. I believe uh, after that, real quick, weird thing I noticed: um, her butt was like in the middle of her abdomen on on the back. <laughs> I was like, what is man? That is some poor character modeling. <laughs> I was like. Hey, that. that looks weird. Huh. <laughs> not where butts go. I did like, notice that she walked very weird, but I didn't like, I, I didn't see what you saw, obviously. Yeah. I didn't see that either. I mean, I didn't, I didn't really look at her that long. I, I, I'm I think an I, ass I, man, I, I guess. I, think, no, I, I was right. I think I was writing down that she was there she, well, after, after I saw her, but, uh, yeah, and then it cuts away to uh, Rachel and Chloe walking together uh, after the show and them talking about being excited and talking about the feeling. This is what I was curious about, actually, also, because I thought by by Rachel being out of the play that they would that Victoria would have been there, and I was curious how, how this whole scenario would go if it was just Chloe in the play. But but I guess they, they could not figure out a way to make that work, or they did not try to, I guess, but, you know. <laughs> but uh, <clears throat> she... Talk about the feelings after a show, and I, as someone who has, like I said, been in there, I, I totally agree. Like you're just after because you're super fucking nervous before a show, and then afterwards it's just like all that's gone, mm-hmm. and you're you just and if, if it goes well, especially, so it's there. She's just super excited and running around, and they, uh, uh, they're hol- they were holding hands in mind. I think I chose that. Yeah, I chose that. Yeah, yeah, that was a choice, right? Yeah, I had them hold hands. And, and it uh, was very awkward when Chloe was like initially grabbing. It's like they were, I don't know, it seemed like very, didn't really know how to do it. See, that's what I... It's a teenager well, thing, I think. Yeah, that I think, well, I have a note for an, a later moment. This will, we're we're going to talk about in a second. But yeah, I think they nail awkward in the right way with teenagers mm-hmm. in a lot of, between them. So I, I really like those little touches. Just like, so... And then while they're while they're walking, Rachel starts bringing up how she wants to run away, and it's like super, de- it's like dead set serious on this. And Chloe, as as Chloe adoption to like make all bring up all the reasons why it's a bad idea, money and uh, parents, parents, and what was the third one? The third one, transportation. Yes. Yeah, and uh i do like rachel's thing if you say if you're confident that you can fix the truck that's hot you know yeah i I did like that line (laughs) she's she's obviously aroused yeah that's that's super hot it's like (laughs) but and after all that you you i I don't think you can tell her no i'm pretty sure you just have to say you agree to it and uh you she asked where you she asked you where you want to go and uh, yeah, you could do it in Los Angeles, New York, or just an indefinite road trip. And I picked the indefinite road trip because yeah, that's that's one of that's one of my dreams personally is to go on an indefinite road trip. Uh, just traveling—that's one of my things I've always wanted to do. Uh, so, 
and uh, I don't know I don't know what you picked, Brittany, but uh, yeah, I picked the same thing. Yeah, and uh, you can choose to. Uh, oh, and you 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 ask uh, you ask Rachel how. How can you uh, how can you trust her? How can she how can she trust you? Is it how no how can she know this is real? And you have a choice about how she can prove that. And uh, you can ask for the bracelet, a tattoo, or John, your first or a kiss. Yeah, and uh, that's what I asked for. Same. Yeah, and again, this is another moment, uh, Brittany. I'm, sure, I'm assuming you did the same, probably. Yeah. And uh, this is another moment. He picked anything else. <laughs> it's just it, it. It felt it felt like I mean, well, at this point in time, again, you don't have you're not in. It's not like a romantic thing if you don't want it to be. I believe yeah. so. Uh, I don't think it ever has to be. But uh, yeah, they, they have their first kiss, and again, they I think they really nailed the awkward the awkwardness of it. Mm-hmm. So I agree. I th- yeah, they with which it. Also, and it's hard. They nail it. Make, they make it awkward without making it awkward in the way that video game characters kissing is always awkward. You know, I do think they actually did a decent job of like animating them, like actually like yeah, you know, blocking lips. Like it was, it was yeah. just like, why can't okay games that have like nine times this budget can't manage this? What the fuck, really? <laughs> yeah, it's like many many different games where it's just like it, it just feels robotic and Hi, like Effect. a video. Yeah, Mass Effect. Oh man, <laughs> just too dead faces mashing uh, up against each other with the with the geometry yeah. just mushing together basically yeah so they they also they also use some good cinematic shots of this of the kiss too to mm-hmm. make it to make it better so it's like it's just a really good scene it's really well done yeah the i, I think the song that was playing complemented that very well um whatever it was like it like this this whole like scene here and I think just playing off the teenager thing this really brought me back to just that like that love or emotion or whatever that is when you're a teenager that you only can possibly feel that like it never ever happens again like as you get you know as you get older it's just that 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 rush of everything just being the, the the end all the be all of what you're feeling at that moment it just that scene and the music like very much brought me back to too like that feeling that I haven't felt in you know like twenty plus years. So yeah, because I mean it's, it's it's their it's their first time doing it with anyone, so it's always gonna it's always gonna feel different and special.
Yeah. So it's yeah, and they, I, I honestly thought the episode was gonna end right here, and if like, when it doesn't, I was a little disappointed that they they kept it going. I thought it was a good. Yeah, same. Yeah, it would have been a good point to leave it off. I think yeah. even where it ended up going, I it, I don't think it would have been as strong of an ending as this. What is yeah, this ended I, up being. Yeah, I was. Yeah, I totally agree, and I feel like they go for they go for shock value over like quality. So and we'll talk about shock wasn't much of a shock, but we'll get to it. Yeah, it it, it wasn't, but you know. Well, I I, I do want to touch on something that uh, kind of follows the scene. Um, this goes back to if you tell Steph um, that Rachel is single. Rachel will actually bring it up to you after the kiss and say, oh. so what is this about you saying that I'm single? And oh, so you cool. have a few options. Um, you know, one being Chloe saying that she didn't really know how she felt. Um, her saying that she didn't really know what it was. And then you can also say something about um, Rachel technically being single. And I mean, Rachel just kind of agrees with whatever Chloe says in this scene, but I thought it was interesting for a couple of reasons uh one did steph just like immediately run right to rachel and well, try she, to like I mean, hook up with her i mean she did say she wanted she was gonna put a move on uh rachel yeah if, she, if, she, if, she yeah yeah she did straight up say she was gonna do that so that's not too surprising right but to i'm saying like think think about the amount of time that passed between that conversation and then the point where steph obviously had to go to the hospital with mikey you know it was it was so fast because mikey got hurt pretty soon after you talked to steph might so be, one of the Drew. things. So you got to think if she's with Drew, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. or if True. Drew's hurt, then maybe she's got a little bit more time to like, you know, get at that. But, I guess. but another thing, another thing that I've seen people mention, and I was kind of thinking it myself, is um, you know because Steph and Rachel kind of are friends. What if Rachel is the one that puts Steph up to asking Chloe that question to begin with? Because she is such a confident person and was afraid of putting herself out there to get rejected. You know. No. So maybe she just kind of asked Steph to ask for her, like, hey, why don't you ask Chloe what she thinks is going on with us? Because that's kind of like a thing that teenagers still do. Like, it's it's oh, yeah, kind totally. of like that, that that will be until the end of time with teenagers. But <laughs> yeah, it, it, figuring it, out it's like, you know, pass a note. Do you people. like me? Circle yes or no, basically. Yeah. Yeah. So this uh, could have been like one of those situations. I, I don't see Rachel falling into that trap, though, because at. I think Rachel's smart enough and can read people well enough that she knows Chloe's got something for her. And I, I don't know. Like I see that theory, but at the same time, like I said, just based on Rachel's character, I don't, I, I, that's one I don't really buy into personally. Right. Okay. That's just me though. So yeah, I kind of agree with Jason <laughs> on that one. I think it's just, uh, but I won't, I mean, We'll see. What, we'll see. That, we'll see about Rachel Amber. Yeah, I think that gets into so. Rachel's confidence. Like she, she knows damn well what she's doing, and she knows damn well that Chloe's feeling something one way or the other. Yeah, and at this point in time, I mean, you generally have to believe that Rachel that, feels that way too. I mean, at least for at this point in time, I don't like. You can have you can have some doubts, but she's been pretty consistent up to this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, in, in in this episode, at least the first episode, not so much, but this one. Uh, she's more confident and so we'll see. So after this, uh, kiss, which should have been, the, which should have ended the episode, but we'll keep going yeah. with uh, Here we go one for more like half hour, one more scene. Uh, we go Rach. uh, after they, they decide they're going to leave that night. <laughs> so gonna, they're, they're off. Uh, Rachel's like, all right, let's go. I gotta go home and pick up some stuff before we, before we leave town forever. 
So now let's keep in mind, Chloe like, still hasn't fixed the truck. So yeah, I don't yes, know what yeah. they're planning on yeah. using. Yeah, I had the same thought. I don't. She's gonna pick up some shirts, and then we're gonna leave forever. <laughs> and then, and then <laughs> go hit AutoZone. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you go. You go inside, and Rachel's parents are there, and they. The, this is the first time you've seen them since their interaction in the beginning when they see Chloe in the principal's office getting expelled in my game and suspended in yours. And they insist uh, that uh, Chloe, as as Rachel's new new close friend, that they, she stays for dinner. I honestly, real quick, I was terrified that they were going to do another stealth segment like they did at the uh, end of or towards the end of episode five of the of Life is Strange. I was like, no, 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 no! Don't make me sneak! Don't make me sneak! Don't make me oh, sneak! Oh, okay. I was like, yeah, I, was, I didn't, I didn't cross my mind. I would have been upset if they, if not only had ruined a good ending spot for the game, then maybe do a stealth section afterwards. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Way to ruin a moment. Nothing, I, nothing I love more than like a 3D uh, point-and-click adventure game than a stealth segment. Yeah. Also, the, the transition from that moment at the end of the last scene to the scene was also kind of weird. Right. It just felt. It, this felt out of place. This whole scene just felt like it should have been in the next episode. Yeah. Which is why I was telling Jason when I played the episode for a second time, I kind of stopped at the moment where they were going into Rachel's house because I was like, do I want to play this again? Just mostly because I hate the interactions the with her parents. No. I'm just so uncomfortable. Yeah, you talk. Okay, so Rachel's like, all right, I'm going to go upstairs and pack. You help. You just play cool. And basically, uh, don't be you. Yeah, don't be Chloe. That's literally what Chloe yeah. Chloe says. So, okay, so don't be me. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Mrs. Amber has asked you to help her set the table for dinner, and uh, they're having chicken a la king, by the way. But and she's, uh, 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 oh no, I want you to I want you to re- give this uh, of what sort of uh, oh, food Chloe. Yeah, Chloe's yeah, like I'm more of a burger a la king kind of girl. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, so. yeah, Chloe Chloe doing a very good, um, you know. I'm at my significant other's parents' house for the first time and trying to be cute and charming. Yeah, and I'm yeah. Not very they just, good at they that. just aren't. They just aren't having it either, yeah. <laughs> ever. So. Although the although the mother is very like she's a funny one, which like I said, she does not pass that Turing test whatsoever. Because man, oh, she no. she recognize yeah. she recognizes humor but does not react to it. Yeah, she does. She like okay. So when you go ask her, all right. So what do you want me to do? And she's like, oh, take the plates, put them on the table. And then you uh, do that, and you go back, and you make a you make a comment every time. She, every time she does that, Chloe tries to make a joke about it, and she just stares at her with yeah. the same oh, face. God. Just I hate every it so much. every time, like doesn't even try to like fake a smile or a laugh or anything. Just stares at her. Yeah, she even says something. Like I said it's like twice. She even says like, "You're funny." And I'm like, <laughs> what doesn't laugh? This, this is humor. <laughs> 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 it's uh yeah please don't get me the oil i mean the salt like jesus like i detect that you are nervous and trying to compensate with humor is that correct i mean chloe i detect that uh i I sense that (laughs) i detect that you are trying to (laughs) Um, oh boy yeah wouldn't it yeah, then she asked you to go see what uh, Mr. Amber wants for wants to drink with dinner. Now, I went and talked to him um, beforehand. I did uh, not. Just for a second, and I like his response, I was just like, all right, I'm just going to go ahead and back out. Like, I, I, I did, like, one of the choices you could talk to him. And so when I came back to ask him for a drink, it was like, oh, you again? I'm like, 
gee, sorry for bothering like, you. Yeah, I didn't leave yet. I yeah. think he would have noticed. No, he wouldn't have noticed. He, you know, nose deep in that newspaper. Because people still read newspapers, apparently. Well, I mean, this is 2010, and he's uh, clearly an old school, uh, family is the most important thing kind of yeah. dude. <laughs> so. Insert joke here. Um, he, so you go, you go talk to him, ask him what he wants, and uh, he he asked for sherry, a glass of sherry. I and I asked for a glass of sherry. Yeah, and I was like, what? what? That sounds like sure. something a robot would ask for. Yeah. And Chloe makes a joke. And God, he, can you imagine I think that's he, the big twist? Yeah, I, yes, I can. I I have a fan theory all set up. <laughs> yes. so, uh, Direct me to your Tumblr with this fan theory. Yeah, yeah. After that, we'll I'll link, put a link in this uh, in this episode. Yeah. My my tum my my fan Tumblr account. The AmazonRobots.tumblr.com. Yes. Uh, also, when you talk, if you talk to him a little bit more. You kind of you. He says like he he kind of comes across like he actually kind of likes Chloe in a way, at least as a friend for Rachel, because he he even admits like he knows that Chloe wasn't uh, Rachel's her own person and makes her own choices, and then she was not Chloe wasn't didn't like like trick her into doing anything. So like he is uh, he's more aware of things than the mom is at least in turn, like, You know he can he has he can he can he's he, more he than has CPU. Yes, he has you know. He's self-aware. He has thought, you know. So there's like a there's like an interesting interesting enough exchange there, I guess. Yeah, there was a there's, there's a part where you can choose to like call him out a little bit for the uh, you know. Yeah, I avoided that because at this point Rachel too. Rachel literally said she she just if we don't don't do anything that will make us make uh, make us have to uh, not leave tonight. So I yeah I avoided I any. Any snide comment about um, the dad cheating on the mo- on the mom? The, the and, wife. Yes, the wife. The wife. The, <laughs> the, the, the mother unit. The mother unit. <laughs> <laughs> the, the wife unit, I should say. Uh, it, uh, he. So you you leave there and you keep. Do, you, there's, there's a lot of busy work here, just fucking putting shit on the table. Oh, this and is yeah. This this is not yeah. need to happen. Um, yeah, did you guys do the crossword? Yeah, I just yeah. made a big. I just made a big X in it. I, uh, <laughs> I, I, I just, I, I think I did the uh, whatever the dumb response was, and she just put "der" as all the answers, <laughs> which I kind of liked. Didn't redeem I, I this scene at all, but she it, just, it, she just it, made a big, she just made a big cross on it for mine. Okay, <laughs> but uh, I think it's literal. Yeah, but uh, yeah. So you sit, you finally sit down to dinner. Um, the the robots fake like they're actually eating the food. I, I, they aren't, they definitely aren't doing it. I know, I know they're not doing it. Um, and it's, it's awkward, you know, Rachel's, you know, a bad place with this whole like dad situation. And, uh, Chloe's trying to play it cool. At least for mine, she is. Yeah, I am too. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and it turns out Rachel's the one that snaps in the dinner. And uh, even after she started like snapping at him, uh, I still try to play it off like, yeah, it's no, it's. It, I dropped my I, fork. Can you yeah. help me get another? <laughs> yeah. And then Rachel's basically just said, Chloe, shut up. This is. Uh, this is happening. Shit's getting real. Yeah. Yeah. Shit's hitting the, shit is hitting the fan. And uh, Rachel, Rachel accuses um, the dad of cheating. 
the 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 rope the uh the mother unit is like what and uh, <laughs> yeah uh, john can you robotic that up more what <laughs> better closer closer to how robotic she felt when she said that so yes and uh the dad that the dad with his more advanced CPU is like he's he's he reacts to the situation and uh, he's like, moderately I'm not having to- yeah I'm not having talking like this and then Chloe stands up and she starts shit talking too and everyone's yelling at each other and then Rachel just throws the salad bowl through the glass table yeah <laughs> and, uh, I was like. I was like, damn, that's expensive. <laughs> like, yeah, and you know that's, yeah. that was on, that was over carpet, wasn't it? That's gonna be a bitch to get out of there. <laughs> what if that's your concern? The cleanup afterwards. Oh yeah, I mean clearly because I don't care about these parrots, so I'm just like, oh man, those poor robots I mean, are gonna well, have to clean well, up the, so much. Well, could, well Mrs. Amber is gonna change her uh, hands. Oh, she's gonna turn to Rosie the robot from the Jetsons. Yeah, and suck up the glass. It's like. It's like, um, how you doing, Mr. Amber? And uh, <laughs> Mr. Amber keeps trying to deflect, and Rachel's like, Rachel's literally like, just for once in your life, stop lying to me. And uh, he's, and tell, and she literally goes, okay, okay, it's not, she's not my mistress, it's your mother. Cut to black. Fiend. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> cut, cut, or cut to montage. Yeah. I think. Which, okay, I don't know about you guys, but as far as cliffhangers go, not a cliffhanger. Give a shit. Yeah, no, I'm like I, cool. I did not fucking care. I was nope. like, it, this this doesn't change anything. No, this needed really to be the beginning of the third episode. Yeah, at the beginning of the episode, I was thinking to myself, okay, so what is the through line of this series? What is what is the point of this series? And I think by doing by doing this they're trying to give like a a goal like meeting this woman and stuff but throughout this episode i realized that it literally um it's just rachel and chloe is the is the reason for this whole series they don't need a mystery they don't need a murderer they don't need a time trap they don't need time travel they don't they don't need rachel having magical screaming powers to start fires hell they barely need max truth be told yeah like she was just a cipher for you basically yes Yes. I mean, the first game was just about Chloe, too. This one is about Chloe. In a way, it was about Chloe and Rachel, mostly just Chloe. Yeah. But uh, um, this one is this one with Rachel actually there is about Chloe and Rachel. And by doing this, I yeah, I had the same reaction. I'm like, OK, <laughs> that's not really that much of a shock. It's, uh, yeah, when it's, the episode ended, I was like, oh, OK, well, I guess I can go to bed now. <laughs> yeah. And it does. It does. Uh, a montage, like I said, of char- what char- where characters are at, sh- and throughout this montage, it has the same line repeating over and over again at the bottom. I don't know if that was. It. I think that was meant to be there at first. I was like, "Why is that on the screen?" And I was I'm like, actually. Oh. I don't know what you're talking about. Okay, so like it says that she's not uh, that she's not my mother or something is on the bottom of the screen. Got the montage in mind. Uh, uh, I didn't get that. That sounds yeah. abnormal. You, John, you might need to delete this. it and reinstall, man, because you, you are having <laughs> yeah. some fucked up issues with this game. Yeah, it literally just said, like, I thought it was, like, a weird artistic choice because it just said, she's not my mother. Was, uh, that, that line was just at the bottom of the screen throughout the montage. And, uh, yeah, so <laughs> I had that, which really, really ruined the whole montage for me in a way because I was like, okay, I get it. I got yeah, it. 
Normally, I mean, as far as closers go, I do like these montages that they do at the end. Just kind of showing, like, how little choices you made throughout the episode could affect things. Yeah, like, it shows Samantha talking to Nathan and... Yeah. uh, Or, yeah, at least going... Actually, what I saw was uh, um, Samantha, like, or Nathan was coming out from whatever, and, and she started clapping or whatever. Yeah, or she... Yeah, she was just she was just there to to talk to Nathan, and he actually looked happy to see her. Yeah, yeah, because he he's gonna get his first murder victim. So he's like, "Oh, I can finally kill somebody." Cool. Yeah. I don't I don't know if it showed Victoria. I I would have liked if it showed her passed out still in the back <laughs> in the backstage. But they I just left her that. sitting there. Yeah, I would like that a lot. It would because at this point they aren't gonna give her any characterization. Uh-huh. So it just just to make her a joke would be pretty good. But <laughs> I, I really hope they do have her back in, in some capacity for episode three, even if it's just for more comedic value, because she's been pretty good so far, because I really loved in the first episode, that whole thing where you get her to, uh, you give her like the wrong elements from the periodic table to spell out. What was it? Go like, go fuck yourself or fuck you or something like that. Yeah. That almost yeah. got her in trouble. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Man. I, I just love that so much. Yeah. Okay. So we have this oh, montage that apparently re- had a glitch. All right. Sorry, Jason. Go real on. quick. Um. Did you guys um when the in the principal scene in the very beginning, uh, did you point out that uh that Victoria or you know she was or had, a, had a, like the principal accused you of trying to sabotage like you know one of their star students or whatever, and it's like well she yeah. was you know she she was breaking one of the rules and he was like I'll take that under consideration. And I yeah, just moved right yeah. on. I was like oh, okay, well thanks. That, uh, yeah, it was just a lot of uh, Principal Wells sucks. Yeah, he's a, he's a douche canoe. <laughs> yeah, every, like every other adult in this whole series, he sucks. But, uh, yeah, so the ending montage, and uh, there's a teaser for the next episode. Chloe getting into her truck really fast, and then it cuts away. Yeah, but uh, yeah. now the teaser for the second episode, like, I actually didn't get the the scene that they showed of like somebody pounding on the door saying, you know, nobody takes right. my money or whatever. I didn't get that at all. Uh, no, but I'm just assuming it had something to do with Damon, like coming after drew for the money. Um, yeah, I, it, I did notice that, that it wasn't exactly the way that it played out. So I'm not going to really take the teaser for the third episode too seriously now. Yeah. I, th- I feel like it's, I mean, TV shows do that too, where teasers aren't quite, or trailers do it sometimes, where they just aren't quite the same. So it's just more giving a impression of what to expect. Yeah, yeah. It was just kind of like because from if I'm remembering right, I, I thought it was uh, Chloe in her room, and I was thinking it was the guy she stole the money from the T-shirt from or whatever. Like I was like, oh man, that, that's gonna come back and bite me in the ass. Yeah, I don't, I don't, <laughs> I don't remember exactly the uh, how exactly how it played out, but yeah, I remember, I remember the the tease but yeah uh but this one i mean it's such a quick shot that i feel like it'd be weird if it wasn't in the next episode yeah <laughs> it's just yeah it's it's a really weird teaser too like it's kind of effective i guess but not it doesn't really it's i don't know it felt it felt like a weird tease for what the episode ends with yeah yeah i mean i, I maybe they realized they fell flat on their face and it's like well we gotta put something to get them hooked on the next one yeah, it's just like this whole that, that whole dinner scene could have been in the next episode. Like it would have, or it, it could have just not happened. Although I guess they needed to have that reveal of who this woman is. But it's one of the things that they? I just never cared about the entire time. Yeah, they I don't. mean, in their mind, they had to. They started it, so they have to finish it. But I think it's probably one of those things that nobody really cares about as far as this yeah. 
this prequel goes. Nobody cares about Sarah and what she's doing in Arcadia Bay causing trouble. Yeah. You know, they're like, trying to they're trying to leave anyway. Yeah, That's the whole thing is Rachel. about Yeah, yeah it's Rachel and, and Chloe trying to leave. So I'm not really yeah. concerned about somebody else coming into the into the city now. Yeah, yeah. And my thing is is um God, I'm trying to remember. I think we had talked about this, but like one of my favorite things about about Life is Strange is there was plenty of chaff, but it did kind of feel like it didn't really matter that stories weren't wrapped up. They left things, you know, undefined at the end of the game. Like, you know, they didn't like flesh out every single relationship. And I kind of appreciated that, that they did that. And in this one, it's like they feel, I don't know, I feel like they're trying to correct from that direction and i i don't appreciate it as much like i i I am okay with loose ends as long as it's not like you know a huge glaring pothole plot hole if it's something more of a side thing i'm okay with people like you know not having resolutions at the end of a game as long as it's you know like i said as long as it's not you know chloe not having some sort of resolution at the end of this game i mean that would be asinine but i mean so was this ending segment here so yeah it's uh i mean I'm okay. With, I'm very okay with loose ends and ambiguousness. Like I didn't think the series needed to happen in the first place because I felt like making Rachel an actual character kind of uh, ruined some of the mystery of the first game yeah. about her. And but uh, they proved me wrong. Rachel's been a very good addition to this to, as a character. And her relationship with Chloe's been the best part of this whole thing, which is good because that's what it's that's what it should be. Yeah, I, but, think, uh, I think all three of us were on the same page about being very skeptical about this thing, and then have kind of turned around pretty heavy on it. Yeah, so I yeah, I was very pleasantly surprised so far. Yes, and this episode, even with the bad ending, was I felt much stronger overall than the first episode. Uh, yeah, I, you know, you know, I guess, I guess I'll take the, I don't know, like if they had trimmed that off, like I mean, this episode would have been so strong. Whereas, like I said, like the first episode it was like the first hour I played it, like I was just not feeling it. And this last little bit here, like, may, kind of brought me back to that feeling of just like, just like meh about the whole thing yeah it's it it felt like un- melodrama unnecessary amounts of melodrama like it's gonna it's, it's a, a teen fiction game is gonna have that in it but i don't this felt more like mean, a soap opera like i was expecting yeah. like you know the wind to start blowing through somebody's hair or whatever like, and like some she, like you know big orchestral thing start popping up like Rachel's Rachel was a hat of mom her whole life. It's not like she never met her mom before. Like never thought she, she never wondered if she had a mom before this. It was just like now it's just an unnecessary addition. It's like I don't know. It yeah. just feels so. My, my my big concern is I don't know. Maybe not a concern, but I'm really thinking that this has to tie in pretty well because we were all very concerned about this initially. Like this, just this whole series happening, and they've done a very good job of putting this all together and reeling us back in when we were very skeptical to begin with. Um, so clearly they've got to have something here. I, I just really hope this Sarah things pay, pays off because right now it just seems like a lot of like a huge thing that we just don't need. Yeah. And it's like, it's going to, they're only going to use get one episode to pay it off. So, yeah. That's what I was also yeah. thinking earlier is this isn't five episodes like the last one. It's three. So we have one more left to kind of waste our time and resolve this whole thing with Sarah, figure out what exactly went down between Chloe and Rachel. What, I mean, I don't know if they're going to touch on anything with like Rachel and Frank at all, because now it just seems like they don't really have enough time to really truly connect the two games together. And I don't, I guess maybe that's not really their goal, but you know, it also makes me think like, 
are they trying to, depending on the success of this prequel, have a sequel to the prequel afterwards? Is like a call, if you will. God, I hope sure. Not. Yeah, no, thank you. Uh, this it where you play as Rachel then and you know you you go through scheming and manipulating everybody in <laughs> Arcadia Bay. You end up killed at the end. See, that's what I what I keep coming back to as well as um, now that we actually know Rachel as a character, and I mean at least I have come to like her a lot. Mm-hmm. It, like thinking about episode four, the end of episode four, where you find her and she's dead. Like it makes it so much worse now. Yeah, it makes it. it and this whole this whole like series strengthens Chloe and Rachel's characters. Rachel, obviously, because she's not a character before this. She is a uh, a, a cipher photo. Yeah, <laughs> which is but she's a surprising a, a surprisingly well realized photo in terms of, uh, for at least the first the first series. Mm-hmm. And uh, but yeah, this whole series makes Chloe the way Chloe acts in the first game even more understandable. Yeah. So and I I actually th- I. I thought Chloe was the best character in the first game to begin with. I know plenty of people, plenty of people disagree with me, but uh, I thought she. One of them is on this podcast, but yes, yes, I know you do. I, I already gave her the benefit of the doubt for things. I kind of like so, but it has made her even stronger in my opinion. And I think it, I, and I think it's brought plenty, plenty of people around, including Jason on here. So yeah, the series has so far done done its job and uh but yeah this this last part feels like it's good i just don't i don't know how they're gonna end it like that yeah this uh, my only concern is this is either gonna be about because these episodes are about three and a half four hours long i would say my concern is that they keep it the same length and it feels rushed or they're gonna drag it out and maybe it overstays its welcome yeah it's uh I think three to four hours is a perfect length for this sort of thing. Because I, I was, I saw this ending as in my mind, they're going to try to leave and then something is going to happen. They're going to fight about something Yeah. or, yeah, or something or life is going to happen before that. Because it's strange. So, yeah. Because one of the yeah. things, <laughs> God damn it, Jason. Sorry. one of the things that I feel like <laughs> hey, you never... brought up that nano machine stunt, something like two times, three times. Nano machine stunt is a great line. <laughs> I will. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, for, for, sorry, Brittany, go ahead. Oh, uh, one of the things that um, I've also noticed, uh, I've noticed recently is that they never really mentioned um, if there was like a passage of time between maybe Chloe and Rachel not speaking and her disappearing. Um, because there was all the stuff, like I said, going on with Frank that Chloe was just completely clueless about. So I just feel like they, there's no way that one more episode has enough time to tie everything up, especially because there is that kind of large gap of like two, two and a half years in time. So it's just, it's, I I really don't know where they're going with it. I mean, my worries are starting to come back a little bit. Yeah. That two year gap is going to, I, I was always aware that there's going to be a gap in between. And I had, I was developing faith that they would be able to end it in a way that was ambiguous and enough to have you pr- be able to fill in the dots yourself based on how you played the game between what on uh, what happens in those two years. But yeah, now I just don't, I don't think, I don't think they have time in an episode to, to just do no. that. And, yeah. and my thing is I'm perfectly okay with them not filling in the gaps in between. I, I, yeah, I'm yeah, good with them just ending at a certain point and like, okay. And what happens in between is left up to you or just, you know, God forbid we see another one of these that takes place <laughs> in between these two, which I, 
that's that some, that's some, might be too that's much star, at that point. That's some Star Wars trying to fit in, sh- like just filling every fucking spot of time shit. Yeah. yeah. But uh. Um. Okay. So, uh, not not to take over hosting here or anything. Um. Rapid. I think we. I think we kind of covered up our wrapping up thoughts on this thing, right? Yeah, I think we're about done here. Is anyone else? Anyone else? Anyone else have anything to add? Like, I actually cut? do want to posit something here. Okay. okay. So we talked about how big of a douche uh, Frank is, right? Or David, 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 David yeah. David. How big of a Frank, douche David okay. is. Kind now, of a douche, but okay. Let's let, let's let's consider going through Chloe's texts. How how much she turns away from her mom. How much like her mom keeps reaching out for her because her mom. I think her mom needs her, needs Chloe, needs Chloe to keep her. She, she said that herself a few times, I believe. Yeah. So. Do you think that because of this, Chloe is the cause of this relationship? What do you mean? Uh, uh, because Joyce is not getting what she oh, needs oh, oh, that. From, okay. from Chloe that she she found David and David was being there, albeit in a rather uh, unsavory, kind of gross, uh, overly douchey way, but to a point like i feel like chloe may have pushed joyce to david absolutely but i feel like and i but i don't feel like they have they have necessarily earned that thought process yet right i feel like they because they don't characterize the adults enough no like they just but i think in, in a way i kind of think they do in the way that life is strange has been strong with the subtle cues of things where Ooh. if you like i said you go through the text messages you go through chloe's journals and see how she feels about David, and, you know, just this, um, she even mentioned, or I think in the first episode, I don't, I don't think you guys had mentioned this, um, that she finds her mom's wedding ring, and had a, you know, had a, basically a thing for, for pawning yes. it. Yes, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, it does make me think, like, you know, maybe there's something there to, Chloe is sort of the cause of this, because I, as we've kind of gotten to, Chloe is the center of both of these games. Just plain yes. and simple, Chloe is the is the epicenter of everything that happens in this series. And, you know, I, I just wondering how much of that plays true with this relationship, because it feels like Joyce, it, I don't want to say doesn't love David, but might just be trying to fill in a hole that Chloe and her husband have both left. And Joyce is just completely alone because Chloe is doing her own thing. And at least Chloe is having social interactions with other teenagers, even if they are, we'll say standoffish. Whereas Joyce is having nothing. And she may have just met David at the at the uh, at the diner, and he was, you know, decent to her, and that was enough that she got a connection. Where David, in his own struggles, as I think we I, I think we touched on, um, in the in the original episode series, and was you know touched on in the series, like he clearly had some mental issues because like he tried to get into the police department and he couldn't. Um, I think he's suffering from PTSD a little bit, if I remember yeah. correctly. And so maybe these are, uh, John, you brought this up in the last episode, um, you know, two damaged people, you know, being brought together by something mutual, you know? Yeah. So maybe this is just an older version of two damaged people getting to each other where, you know, Amber and Chloe are clearly damaged people and they're, you know, they're sort of drawn together where maybe, maybe Joyce and David are in that sense the same way and Chloe is sort of the causation of that just because of her pushing her mother away so much. Again, I might be overthinking this, but that's just kind of the I, way I'm seeing it. I think that is a totally valid and probably the, 
the correct way to look at it. But like I said, I they like when I said the two damage people coming together, like they earned that through the game. Like I didn't have to pot, I didn't have to think about that. Like the Rachel and Chloe relationship has been written very well, and mm-hmm. I think they've earned the right to have that thought process. Right. I I don't I feel like at this point you're just you're doing the work for them by thinking like that. Yeah. I don't think they have done enough to to warrant like those those characters just aren't as complex and deep as I want them to be. And maybe this is right. just me just being hard on the game, but uh, <clears throat> but I think like, if they got any deeper with them, it takes away from Chloe. And that's, that's fair. That's yeah, fair. That, that that's that's what I I think because uh, Brittany, I think we've talked about this before, but like some of the biggest things with Life is Strange, because I, I think you mentioned this um, like when we were first doing this podcast that some of the strongest points with Life is Strange is, like, the fan community coming together and putting things together. Mm-hmm. And, like, like I, I had never noticed the things about, oh, God, what was his name? Uh, like, Max's stalker, the, the kid I, I, oh, I like until... Warren? Warren, yeah. Like, I, I never had put that together. Like, I, I just saw Warren as, in, in a way, like, at that age, sort of me, just this awkward guy who, you know, has a crush on somebody and it's... You seems see like it could be going somewhere but then you know like you said you dig into you dig into him a little bit more and look a little harder and it's like okay there's some stuff there that's a little offish but i don't know but it's like i said maybe is, maybe that's the where type i'm of coming game, from this is the type of the game of game with the gaps in between the episodes and everything it gives you time to think about things and sometimes overthink about things mm-hmm. um but as far as you know, the, the David and, and Joyce relationship and Chloe kind of pushing her mother away. I don't think that the responsibility of this relationship happening should be put on Chloe. Mm-hmm. And the only reason I'm saying this is because as someone who has lost a parent recently, I also did kind of the same thing where I didn't really want to be around my family too much. And I kind of started acting out a little bit and hanging around with new people and not necessarily the best people and, you know, that's me being an adult, someone who's, who's, you know, 24, <laughs> 25, mm-hmm. not a teenager. So I feel like that's kind of what was happening here. Um, I mean, God forbid my my father had gotten into like a, a, a relationship with some crazy David like woman. Um, <laughs> I, I would hope. <laughs> yeah, I, I would hope that it wouldn't be seen as like. You know, because I was kind of like pushing my dad away, which I was absolutely guilty of for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, everybody deals with things in, in different ways. And it's kind of like Joyce's responsibility to do it in the right way and not just kind of latching onto the first person who looks her way. Because I feel like right. David's just kind of not a good person and not, you know, that's not Chloe's fault. Right. But and like I said, I, I don't, I'm not saying push it didn't push to her, but it may have just been the first person that acknowledged Joyce as a human being beyond just the waitress at the diner giving me food. You know what I mean? And sometimes like, you know, I've been through some issues in my, in my life too. And sometimes just that interaction is all you need is just like, and you latch on to somebody that might not be the best for you. I mean, I've been in some, you know, bad relationships when I was younger and, you know, getting that, getting that feeling back uh, that even, I mean, I, I don't know. I, you know, I'm going to, God forbid I ever lost my wife, but I mean, it's just like, I, you know, I don't know. I'm having a hard time maybe putting this in, in terms I can, like, in my own brain, like, like what I'm trying to say. But, you know, you latch on to something or you have something for so long and maybe, like, you take it for granted. And then the only connection that you have is pushing you away or the only connection you have to that person is pushing you away. 
so harshly. for place. Yeah, you're looking for it anywhere you can find it. And like we said, David's not a great person. He's clearly damaged. But for the weird, weird, weird little, you know, redemption, like I said, uh, pitfall. I wouldn't even say arc, but pitfall he had there <laughs> at the end of uh, at the end of the, the last series. I, I do wonder if maybe like how fresh David is off of, um, you know, getting out of the army not being able to find a job, if just his defenses are up and to feel useful because he can't find a job, that he's putting himself in this situation and he's, and Joyce is kind of feeling it as, well, this is something, I don't know, like, even if Chloe isn't, you know, being, they're not on good terms, clearly. I mean, that's, you know, obvious. But Chloe is getting a reaction out of it. And, interacting with Joyce for it. And again, like I said, this is this is going too far on my end. I, I'm I'm positing a little too hard on my own on my own thought. But this is where I'm I, I, like, I don't know, like Joyce coming to this conclusion of like, well, I'm getting something from Chloe by being with David and I'm getting something from David. That's, you know, maybe something I'm, or is, is clearly something she's lacking because she's not getting it from anywhere. So I don't know. Like, like I said, I, I might be thinking too hard about it. I'm the first to admit that it's just Chloe being the epicenter of everything that goes on in town. Um, it just, it just feels like that. And especially like, you know, Arcadia Bay is a small town. Uh, you know, David kind of just seemed to have popped in out of nowhere for whatever reason here. And maybe that's why it's the new guy in town. He's different. I haven't, you know, seen this guy every day for the last, you know, X amount of years of my life. So this is something different, something new. Uh, and he's expressed some sort of interest. So I don't know. Like I said, it's, it's this weird kind of thing of like combining loss, um, you know, dealing with a rebellious teenager who wants nothing to do with you, basically, because, you know, she's being rebellious and she's got her own issues of dealing with loss. And then just having something new that pops in and seems to be at least interested in you in general. It, it I don't know. Like I said, it just it just with Chloe being the epicenter for everything in this game or both games, basically, it sort of feels like maybe a, a subtle side thing that, you know, you can read into if you want to, but you don't have to read into it if it's not there. It's sort of like um, all those, like, codex entries in, like, Mass Effect and Dragon Age that, and, like, a lot of other RPGs that they put in there in reading terms that they put there, they just lay the breadcrumbs down there for you. And you can explore it if you want, but you're not missing anything if you don't, if that makes any sense whatsoever. Yeah, yeah like I totally get it. it. This is a totally valid dairy deposit. I was just, my argument, only argument is I don't think they earned it. Yeah, but it's, it's, and maybe it's maybe like, it has something to do with the fact that um, the, these are characters from the previous game, and I, I think if you go from here, for, or you know, if you start from before the storm and go to this point, no, totally has not earned this this thought process. But you know, having like you know five episodes in the previous game of interactions, and then dealing with these two, and seeing how they, seeing how Joyce has changed from this to what she is clearly more happy, if not you know, still struggling to deal with Chloe, or Chloe's, uh, you know, rebellious nature. I, I think it's kind of helped out a little bit with that theory in my head of just combining the two pieces together, basically. Like I said, in this series, no, definitely. I, I 100% agree with you, John, that it hasn't warranted that sort of thought process. But combining the two, that's the only reason I think I've, I've kind of come up with this in my own head. Yeah, it's, uh, it's totally fair. And it's, I mean, it, it is fun to talk about that stuff. It, I mean, and it just goes to show you, you do care about these characters. I mean, and they've done a good job of making you, even the, even the 
less lesser written ones. Yeah, so. I mean, hell, we we've yeah. come up with the uh, the Terminator theory for the Ambers. So I mean, that's not a theory; that's true. But that's you know, true. You're, uh, it's a good <laughs> point. It's the, a good. The Ambers are robots. Yeah. Tumblr. com. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> they. Uh, but I, I. That's all I got to say about this episode, guys. It, it was overall very strong, save for the, the ending. Thirty minutes. Yeah. <laughs> so. yeah. Which is un- which is unfortunate that 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 is the ending, but. I think it does have one of the stronger scenes in the entire series with that their the first kiss scene. Mm-hmm. If not, if not my, if not my, if not the strongest scene in the series, um, just in terms of di- direction, writing, and all that, all that jazz. Um, so you know, a lot of good stuff in there. So it, uh, I'm looking forward to the next episode. I'm assuming it'll probably come out next month. Based on the release schedule so far, has it has it been every two months or yes? Because uh, it's been like five or six weeks, I think. Because okay, it was it came out it came out the end of August in like mid October, so okay, yeah, probably mid December is what I'm guessing. Yeah, so we will we'll reconvene then. Until then, if you guys don't have anything else to add, I think this has been a podcast. Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> I think I, I think I, I think I uh, blew a proverbial wad on that one. It's been uh, approximately one and a half. <laughs> well, it's right. definitely longer than the last one. Uh, yeah. And that's mostly because uh, you can't get me to shut up sometimes. <laughs> I mean, it's, I swear to God, it's this game though, because like you said, everything is up to interpretation and you can overanalyze every little bit that they give you if you want to. And they give us the time to do it too. And I'm wondering if that's part of the plan. Oh, I think maybe. it's probably just development time. Honestly. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. For, for See totally there, you're reading cynical. too much into that one. If, if we're going to be totally cynical, yes, probably mostly development time. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, until, until next time, uh, later. Um, <clears throat> plugs real quick here. If you guys uh, want to follow us on, on all the social media stuff, you can go there oh, I, or on the oh, website. I didn't, oh, I didn't plug the uh, first time. I didn't, think, I didn't think we plugged on Game Club. Oh, no, Sorry. we absolutely plugged, dude. I mean, you yeah. know. It's, it's still attached to the site. So, uh, and of course you can follow all of us on Twitter. I'll put it in the show notes if you just want to do that directly. But, uh, you know, I'm at Jason Ariella. John is at John Lucero, seven, seven, seven. And Brittany is hella. Yes. With two eyes because some bastard took that from her. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, anyway, yeah. Uh, as John said, this has been a podcast and John, why don't you wrap it up this way? I'm, I'm not raining over hosty duties once again. All right. Uh, like I said, now that, now that we've got plugs out of the way, Until next time, later.